Today's podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast. Providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. Apply today to become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co at P-O-D-G-O dot C-O. And be sure to add our podcast in the How Did You Hear About Podgo section of the application. Talk to me, man. It's your boy, Young Hope. If you turn the motherfucking noise up, we can get right into the proceedings this evening. Headphones at the start. Bring it down a little bit. Okay. Now we working with it. The boy face up and baseline, baby. Welcome to New York City. In my clothes, don't make me have to relapse on these hoes. Take it back out the tax and roll. When I was hugging it, niggas couldn't do nothing with it. Straight from the oven with it, came from the dirt. I emerged from it all without a stain on my shirt. You could blame my old earth. Welcome back, everybody, to Jeff versus the World presents the I Am Not Dave Wrestling Podcast. I am your boy Jeff, and I got Manny here. What's going on, Manny? What it do? What it do? What it do, everybody? Uh, we're here to talk about uh, WrestleMania week weekend. Uh, we will we'll go talk a little bit NXT. We decided we'll talk a little bit. Manny hasn't seen everything yet, and it's a lot of days removed. But we'll talk about a little bit here and there. But we're really gonna talk about WrestleMania night one and night two. A lot of things happened. Uh, a lot of feelings are out there uh, <laughs> about uh, night one, <laughs> especially. Yeah. Uh, we just finished night two with an awesome main event. I thought the main event lived up. I thought both main events, especially uh, night one's main event, lived up to uh, people's uh, people's imagination. I think you know. I think a lot of people have certain feelings towards um, Sasha. And Bel Air being in the main event spot, saying somewhat they may not didn't deserve to be in that spot, but I'm glad that they just showed everybody they did deserve to be in that spot. But before we get there, we'll uh, jump right into uh, NXT. Uh, so, Manny, what exactly? Uh, I know you say you saw the last two matches, so that had to be Killian Cross and Finn Balor and uh, uh, Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole match. Yeah. So, what was yeah, your thoughts I about those it. matches? I caught the tail end of the Karrion Cross and Finn and Balor match, and uh, so pay like the last seven, six minutes, uh, seven, uh, six, seven minutes of it, and then I caught the the whole Kyle Riley match. So, um, as far as the Cross and Balor match uh, and the Balor match, I thought I thought it was a good. I mean, it looked like it was a good match. Obviously, I only caught the last uh, six minutes of it, um, but obviously, I went back and read the the reviews and whatnot. It, uh, Looked like it was a pretty solid match from both guys. Um, you know, Balor's always going to put in a good effort, so no doubt there. Um, I thought the guy, I thought the right guy went over. Um, uh, I like the, I like the finish. Um, I like the, the the booking decision. Um, I think it's, it's it's time for some new blood with that NXT Championship. You know, put over a guy that that can run with it for a little while. Baylor, Baylor, Baylor. I keep calling him Baylor because I have a friend named Baylor. Balor loses nothing. Um, in this, in this, 
in this little issue that he has with Cross. So it's a, it's a, I, I thought it was a good decision. Uh, yeah, I am the opposite of you. <laughs> really? I, I'm not a fan of Killian Cross. Like, I've never been a fan of his. I mean, I'm not in love with him, but, I mean, I can understand. Like, I try to make it maybe, you know, Ballard's had the title for what? Uh, how long now? It's been a while. I don't, I'm not it's been sure. A while, how long. Right? Yeah, he's had the like title for six. a good run. I mean, yeah, so, I know, get the decision. <laughs> decision is the decision is fine. I'm yeah. just not so so sure that a Killian Cross on Tuesday nights main event spot people are going to gravitate towards that. And I mean, it's no problem there because yeah. there's no competition. You know, they got Tuesday nights locked up, so that's good for them. Yeah. I just know as a lot of people. Uh, that you know, if you if you are a fan of his, you're a diehard fan. I've noticed that. There's no in between. <laughs> yeah. When it comes to him, uh, I just don't get him. I don't get the character. I really just don't get it. And out from his outside, whatever he got going on outside the ring, it is what it is. But just the character itself, I really not a guy. To, I don't have a grasp on it. Um, and I don't know if he fits. And when I say fits, it's like. You see all the workers that they have in NXT, and he is a different type of worker for various reasons. I know he has had a lot of injuries, so you know he works a little more methodical style, a little yeah. slower pace style, and maybe that's it. Maybe that's when I'm so used to that. That's a, that's a lot of it. Yeah, yeah that's you know. A lot of it. And I understand you got to have those different pace wrestlers, you know, and it's not a, really a knock on him. It's just something different. And yeah. it may just be my, you know, I'm so used to what the NXT style has been that I'm kind of like, ah, uh, I guess whatever. But um, other than that, um, the Cal O'Reilly and uh, Adam Cole match, <laughs> they knocked it out the delivered. park. Yeah, yeah, they delivered, man. They they uh, they delivered. Um, honestly, probably right now in the running for top two match of the weekend, uh, this and the Triple Threat. I'm sure we'll get into. I'm sure we'll get into which matches we think we loved and liked or whatever. Um, yeah, I really love the match. I, I love you know me. I love those blood feuds. I love a fight. And if, if this this match felt like a fight, felt believable. It felt like you know, as this dog that I'm dog sitting continues to bark. My bad, y'all. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> uh, no, nah, I just I love a good fight, man. I got I love a good blood feud and this is exactly what you want out of a blood feud. these guys killed each other they put each other through everything known to man and they told a good story and i liked it i enjoyed it and it was a good match i thought the right guy went over um in this finish as well and um yeah and adam cole looks like money and defeat um yeah not much not much to not much to knock on the match the match was just phenomenal man i mean it was a really really good fight you know, at times when they brawled, the brawling looked good. When they when they when they had the little bit of mat mat tech uh mat wrestling in it, <laughs> the little bit of mat wrestling that they had in it, it was good. I mean, every I mean these two guys are these guys are these guys are just you know, all class, all world workers. So you know, anytime these two are in the ring, either together or with anybody else, you know you're gonna get a good effort out of both these guys. So um yeah, kudos to both gentlemen and they had a really good they had a good really good showing. Yeah. Um I've been following both of those guys for a while now, and it's just like, yeah. man, how much better can y'all get? <laughs> like, it's like every time I see them, yeah. they get better and better and better. Um, and I think I heard Cam say this one time, or sometimes this week, or maybe last week. I don't call. Don't even have to right. win a match anymore. That's, I mean, that's how solidified he is right now. It's like, oh, I don't have to win any more matches. I can put all these other yeah, guys in, over. In, 
yeah, in the NXT bubble, yeah, he's he's made, man. He's made. Um, he's just he's done it right. <clears throat> so yeah, he's in a good spot, man. He's a good spot now where he can, he can kind of put on his guys now. So that's, yeah, that's what I think he's doing now with Kyle O'Reilly, and we'll see how long he's in NXT for to to keep you know keep doing that. But yeah, man, Adam Cole is. Adam Cole is a tough on down right now, man. When it comes to NXT, I, I still have questions about him at the at, uh, on the on the main roster, you know. Because last time I checked, Vincent Kennedy McMahon hasn't gone anywhere, so he's still he's still booking things. So uh, <laughs> you know, but, uh, Lord Lord knows what he has in mind uh, for Adam Cole when he gets there. So, but we gonna give but Vince, we'll see. We'll get some, we we gonna give Vince some love later. Uh, yeah, we gonna give him his yeah. flowers this weekend. I'm just yeah. I'm just. Saying I don't I don't lose sight of who we talk about. True. You know I'm saying just remember this conversation when Adam Cole's on the main roster and he's uh he's hopping around with bunny rabbits and shit. Like, oh no, not no, don't 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 waste that <laughs> on anybody. <laughs> just just remember this conversation. <laughs> um, so I'm not gonna talk about NXT any much more because I mean like he like uh Manny said yeah, he hasn't watched it. Back, yeah, he hasn't yeah, seen it. Bad, but though. I will say that um night one was probably my favorite night. Uh. Pete Dunne and Kinshida, they knocked it out the park being the opening I heard, match. I heard. I, heard. Uh, I definitely want to. I definitely. I'm not probably not going to make my, my way to watch the whole thing, but I will watch that Pete uh, Pete Dunne Kinshida match. Um, I well, heard that one. Watch as well. Watch that. Watch Walter and Tommaso Ciampa. Well, Walter's my guy, so I got to catch Walter for sure. Uh, MSK, uh, Grizzle Young Vets, and um, uh, Legato Del Fantasm, Fantasm, mm-hmm. whatever. <laughs> Y'all know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> It's late. We recording late, uh, <laughs> and you got to check out the um, women's championship match. Um, yeah, I heard. Yeah, so it's like four matches on there. I would tell you to watch. Um, sure. Yeah, it, yeah. The night one was just great. Um, Eo Panova Gonzalez was great. I think um, it's time for that new person, that new woman star, and um, this would be a good chance to see how Gonzalez as will be as a champion. Um, it's almost reminiscent yeah. of uh, when Diesel had won the championship and Sean was kind of like there, and you would think yeah. Sean would win the belt first, but Diesel did, and you know it's kind of like yep. that with Gonzalez and um, uh, I can't think of homegirl's name, Dakota Kai. So you yep. know, but you know, um, so that'd be interesting to look at. But we'll just move on to WrestleMania because that's what everybody is fresh in everybody's mind, and that's, that's why what y'all here. For yeah. Really? <laughs> <laughs> so we go jump right into night one. I thoroughly enjoyed night one. I cannot speak for anybody else. (laughs) But when I say I sat here Saturday and it was just a good time. And I don't know if it was because I wasn't really expecting much. And I didn't know how it was going to be with a crowd. And then you had the rain and lightning and thunder. And it was a time delay. And it's kind of like, oh, boy, what's going to happen? And these Ladies and gentlemen came out and performed. Like, I don't know if it was because, you know, it's been a while not having the audience or whatever, but my hats off to everybody who had a match, referees, ring crew, everybody involved because uh, they put on the show. It may not have been a full crowd, a WrestleMania crowd, but for the people who were there, um, I mean, it was WrestleMania to them. You know, it was different from last year. Last year we had an empty arena and it was just a different field. And this one somewhat felt you know, it wasn't the same, but you knew it was a crowd there. Kind of had to pipe in noises for Hogan, which was just hilarious. <laughs> Definitely tonight. Oh, sure. yeah, last night, too. Last night was worse. And I don't think I picked up on it until somebody had told me, no, no. You know, until I saw the actual footage of him getting booed. 
Yeah, well, it, it's funny because in the beginning, and I know we we talking about night one tonight when he first came out, the boos were noticeable. So they had they weren't piping in noise yet at the beginning. The mm-hmm. little skit because every time he talked, he got booed. I don't know if it was just my TV, but I noticed it. So then, as we later on in the night, he didn't get booed, which is which I did last uh, last night, which first night. Um, I didn't notice the booze as much, but people were telling me, I had somebody text me that was there at the show that they said, yo, he's getting booed a lot and it was noticeable. And are you hearing it on TV? And I was like, I'm not really hearing it. Like you could hear little smatterings here and there, but I, I didn't hear it as much the first night. Second night at the beginning, I heard it. And then I, then when, and then, and then I think when they had the thing with Bailey, um, they definitely canned in some noise there because he was not getting booed at all. <laughs> so yeah, WWE up to tricks again. The yeah, Roman special. Uh, of course, you know, I'm, I get it, but <laughs> yeah, whatever. Um, but they opened oh, the show God. off. They opened the show off great uh, with the Bobby Lashley Drew McIntyre match, and to my surprise, and to many folks' surprise, Bobby Lashley retained. Um, this is the this is the match that everybody was saying. Well, Drew's going to get that response. <laughs> That he didn't get when he won the belt the first time, you know, not having the crowd there. And Vince McMahon or whoever was just like, nah, we rolling with Bobby. And I got to tell you, it feels phenomenal. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I I just, first of all, the match was, I thought the match was great. I enjoyed that match. Um, was it perfect? No, it was absolutely was not a perfect match, but for the intensity, uh, uh, the things they were trying to accomplish in the match, I thought they, you know, they did pretty well because you know it was a, it got to the point of no, I want to fight you, I want to fight you, you want to fight me, let's settle this in the ring. Yeah. Um, the ending, I know, can be debated if you like it or if you didn't like it. If you thought he should just beat him straight up clean, not with the whole MVP distracting him and stuff like that, uh, you know, I leave that to people who get paid for it to argue about that and discuss that. But for me personally, I know that I just thought the match was awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, first of all, I just want to commend um, the ladies and gentlemen this weekend. Uh, they put on a hell of a show both yeah. nights. Uh, we'll debate which night was better, obviously. Um, but uh, yeah, they, they put on a hell of a weekend, man. Uh, so kudos to every single man, woman, whatever in that locker room, man. They they, they did the damn thing. They put on a hell of a show. Um, I agree with you. Last night, Saturday night, was, was a fun time. It was just a fun show up and down. Um, everything about it, the chaotic start, <laughs> um, the, uh, the, the improvisation by the wrestlers cutting promos. We found out who can cut promos and who can't. Um, oh boy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, it was, it was fun. It was a fun event all, all throughout. Uh, so I just want to get that out of the way first. Um, as far as the, the Lashley and uh, Drew match, I really enjoyed that match too. Really good match. Really good match. Um, it just was a hoss fight, man. Two big bastards just fighting. You know what I mean? And uh, that's what you like. Sometimes you just, you know what I mean? Sometimes you just need to get two big bulls in a ring and just let them go. And two guys who are good workers, solid workers, um, who know who know their way around a ring that are going to put on a, a quality match. Um, and uh, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I, I love the finish. I enjoyed it. I love that they went over, uh, I, I, that they put uh, Bobby over, over Drew. And I kind of disagree. I felt like it was a clean i mean i know you had the 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 mv the much debated mvp whatever he yelled at him drew bobby whatever the hell he he, he yelled at him um the only reason i feel like it was still 
pretty much clean was because that that didn't decide the match. You know what I'm saying? There was still like another minute or so, two minutes after that, when he yelled of action there. Um, and, but I felt like with the with the with the with the with the with the finisher and Drew just passing out, like yeah, that was probably as clean as without being clean finish you could have man and it's and, and there's no nothing against drew like it was nothing against drew oh, but the no. right guy won over yeah, yeah I, I, absolutely drew looked, drew looked good in defeat you know he, he looked good he looked strong in defeat he put he put on a hell of a performance um but i thought the guy the right guy won and, and you know what made this this made me feel or this made me think that vince mcmahon sees bobby lashley a little bit more different than we originally thought uh, mm-hmm. Because the whole big, the big thing, you know, the elephant in the room was, well, why did you bring up the hurt business? You know, that was yeah. the whole thing, and I, you know, from reports, you know, MVP and Bobby were upset about it. You know, yeah. they, you know, as and, it should be. Yeah, they, you know, because good lord, when the last time you seen an all black group wrestling group, they, you know, that it didn't take away anything from him, but. No. My what I'm what I'm thinking now is hey maybe he sees him in that um uh, mold not saying he is but in that mold of Brock where he's a big guy he's a monster he needs to stand alone like you can have your you can have your talker like Paul Heyman but you can stand alone and beat people up you don't need a group yeah yeah and I, and I may I be giving too that. much credit to Vince I may be giving yeah, him too you, much credit. You, 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 Yes and no. You probably are giving him too much credit, but no, I see what you're saying. And look, there's no debate that Bobby's at least a comp with MVP. Bobby Lashley's gone to a different level, right? And I think that now that he has MVP by his side, you could debate. I disagree, but you could debate that maybe the hurt business is no longer needed for Bobby. Um, I still think they don't take anything away from him. I agree with you. I think having that group, I, I honestly, I think it solidifies the group even further now that. Bobby is they're doing everything with Bobby and they got the title on him and it looks like they're invested in him. I feel like that only adds to the hurt business, um, you know, cachet, I guess. So it's still kind of mystifying to me that they broke it up, but Hey, whatever. I mean, I'll, I'll leave that debate up to the folks that, that have been doing this a lot longer than I have, or at least talking about this a lot longer than I have, but yeah, no, I, I, I I can see the logic. I just still don't agree with it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I get it. I definitely get it. Um, as far as not understanding, because it just everything about it was just weird. It well, didn't sit weird, right. Though. Out of nowhere, they weren't yeah. even planting seeds of dissent or nothing. Right? It just kind of like it just oh, happened. I don't need you, motherfuckers, anymore. I'm like, <laughs> like, 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 oh, what? basically, like y'all not doing, y'all can't, hold, y'all not getting the job done. Yeah, let's break up. What? Like out of nowhere, it just it just felt so random and unearned. That's the thing. Like if you're gonna break up the hurt business. Like, at the very least, have a couple weeks of setup. You know what I'm saying? Have a have a have a like a four or six week setup where this is like they're teasing dissension. And they oh, you think they're gonna break up and they make up. You know what I mean? Classic wrestling, right? Right. And then do it. Have a good payoff for it. To just do it randomly. I, I kind of feel like it was a disrespect to the to the other guys in that group too. That you just kind of did it randomly. Just kind of discarded them like nothing. When these were the MVPs of the pandemic era wrestling. Um, in your company, along with with Roman and, and such, you know they they were really the MB and Drew and a couple other guys you could throw into that list. The women too, you know, Oscar and the women too, Bailey, yeah, Oscar, Sasha, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. I get what you're saying. 
I feel like you you did them kind of wrong. You kind of did them dirty. Um, so yeah, I, I just did. I hated it. I hated the decision. It's like, wow, dude, why? But why? You have a good thing going. It's over. If anything, it's getting even more over. Why? Why mess with it? But hey, Vince in his infinite wisdom, man. <laughs> uh, he has a vision. Uh, if we see it, I guess <laughs> it just don't matter. <laughs> Yeah, we know what that vision is sometimes, and sometimes they don't always add up. But hey, uh, okay, so we move on from that to the women's uh, tag turmoil match. Uh, Natalia Tamina defeated mm-hmm. Naomi, Lana, Lana, Mandy Rose, and Dana Brooke, the Riot Squad, and Carmella and Billy Kay. Uh, yeah, it was I, yeah, <laughs> it was a match. match. I'm not going. I'm not going to do what folks did on Twitter. Those women game I didn't did the best they could. Um, yeah. And they were putting they were putting a situation where it, you could tell that was a match like okay, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. Even the pinfall, it was a come down match. Yeah, it was a match that you put on after a hot opener, which Bobby and and Drew was. It was a hot opener. The crowd was on fire. Um, I kind of feel like the crowd never got to that point again throughout the night. Maybe at the end with the finish of Sasha and and um, and, uh, and Bianca. But um, yeah, it's it's a filler match. Look, and that's nothing against the ladies, man. It's it's a thrown together match. It's a tag team turmoil. I mean, how much over is a tag is a women's tag team turmoil match going to be? I mean, it is what it is. It's just there. Let's be honest. That's what we do on this show. We're gonna yeah. be honest one hundred percent of the time. And that's not taking anything away from the women. They worked hard. They 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 all. I mean, everything that they did looked fine. There was no errors. Nothing. Nobody botched anything. It wasn't terrible. I mean, I know. Um, I believe. Um, was old girl slipped down the ramp, but that's I yeah. Mean, man, I think it was Mandy. I mean, was, Mandy, I think it was Mandy, a couple. Yeah. I think it was like two botches in the match, but it was. When I say but, that, I mean, but nothing, but nothing crazy, nothing crazy. Oh, nothing, nothing, nothing that you know. nobody's talking about now. No, 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 no. Right. It's stuff yeah. you see Again, on Mondays or or Fridays. Yeah, it's a filler match. It's a match that you, like you said, it's a match that you would see on Monday Night Raw, SmackDown. You know, main event, whatever. I mean, whatever name of show, right? Yeah, so it is what it is. But shout out to all the women because I think all these women during the pandemic, you know, but they busted their ass. I mean, all of yeah. them. Like, so it's yeah. like, yeah, they deserved it. They deserved to have a WrestleMania spot. It was a, it was a get all the women on the on the WrestleMania uh, match, and yeah. that's all it was, and that's all it needed to be. Uh, I think we moved from there to have uh, Cicero Cicero defeating Seth Rollins, which was Cesaro. <laughs> Cesaro. Shit, that shit was, uh, <laughs> he was bugging. <laughs> uh, I enjoyed the match. I really enjoyed this match. Um, do I think they can do more? Absolutely. I think they've only, if this feud is something that's going to keep on going, I'm not sure. But I think the matches can get better and better. I've seen those two work before. Um, they're just awesome. And I'm glad uh, Cesaro had got a chance to have his WrestleMania moment. Uh, long overdue. Long overdue yes. for for various Seven reasons years. that we'll never Seven know. Seven years overdue, Jesus Christ! My like, God, <laughs> it took him to sign a new contract and <laughs> signing the new contract and like just busting his ass. But he finally got his moment. Um, I hope that this is you know the the chance and the opportunity that he's gonna have to run with this because you gave him yeah. this moment. Don't do a Zack Ryder. Don't do a Zack Ryder. We saw how that yeah. how that works out, and you know, and I'm sure Zach Ryder loved that WrestleMania moment, you know, winning and kind of a title. But then it's like, okay, I got something going. No, I don't, and I don't want it right. to be. Successful. I think he's just too good in the ring. I think with all the things you can say about uh, as far as his uh, promos go, 
that's something that can be worked on. That's something that you can have him say little, uh, have, give him a manager. Uh, it's a way around that, just like you did for Bobby Lashley by giving him MVP. It's a way around for um, for Cesaro too, unless you just want him to be like you know that baby face with, which it looks like he is. I think I think absolutely he is one hundred percent a baby face now at this point. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, there's ways around it, and I just thought this match. This is another good match on the card, uh, and those these two guys just knocked it out. Yeah, same for me. Um, really good match. Uh, again, two guys that I mean, you just put out there. They could have matches with broomsticks and they'll have a, a solid match, especially Cesaro. Cesaro. <laughs> As uh, Seth Rollins likes to call him. Nah, man. I mean, it's a good solid match, man. Two really good workers, guys that are, you know, scientists in the ring, um, especially Cesaro, like I said, um, guys that have good matches with anybody. Um, and it was a good match between these two, man. I definitely feel like this was an appetizer. I, I do think this continues. Um, I mean, they, they got six weeks to fill. From the next pay per view, yeah, it was a five so, or six I, weeks. You know, yeah, five or six, five or six weeks from now. So, um, yeah, I, I think this definitely continues, um, and I think they can build off of this, kind of get more out of these two, right? Because these two are so talented, and they, there's more stories to tell with this feud. Um, so, yeah, yeah, and I'm sure Seth will get his win back eventually, and then you know you'll do a blow off somewhere down the line. So, yeah, I, I. I I definitely see this continuing, and it's a good solid match, man. And like you're right about Cesaro, I know that I haven't always been the highest on Cesaro. Like I've never saw what everybody else seems to see. I feel like I'm in, I feel like I'm in the minority on Cesaro. I think he's good. I think he's really, really good. I just don't see him as a superstar. I see him as like that next tier, a guy that works with the superstars. But I definitely feel like he's been underutilized. Like I definitely feel like he's a guy that should definitely have gotten way more. Than, than he's gotten over the last seven years. I mean, if Jinder Mahal got a championship run, I, you can't explain to me why Cesaro did. Yeah, you know but that I mean? was more that was politics. <laughs> I understand the politics. Yeah, that was I'm politics. Saying, if you look at the history books, Jinder Mahal is the WWE champion, and Cesaro is. I mean, you know, but Jinder did his thing yeah, too. Yeah. You know, Jinder yeah. did his thing. I don't care what nobody say. He, he did his thing. No, don't don't please. It brings back nightmares of Jinder Mahal. But um, listen. <laughs> Uh, Cesaro, I haven't been the highest on Cesaro, but yeah, he definitely deserves better. And hopefully, this is it, man. Hopefully, that they finally give the guy his just due and his respect, and you know, and just give him a better position. I'm not saying put the rocket on him and just make him the face of your company. I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is, he deserves better, and he deserves to be, you know, on the upper echelon of guys. He's supposed to. He's Cesaro should be that upper mid card, lower main event level. When you need him in a main event match against Roman or against Drew or whoever, call on Cesaro. You keep him strong. You keep him fresh. You, you keep him in good fuse. You know, that's what Cesaro can be for me. And uh, hopefully this is the start of that. Let's see. Um, yeah. Um, Cesaro seems more. Let me let's not meet. Let, let, let me say this correctly. All these uh, superstars are Gucci. They're good. They're getting the check. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They're yeah. getting to see the world. Um, they're doing what they love, most of them. Some of them, you know, I, I do realize it's a job, too, so don't get it yeah. twisted. It's a business. Um, yeah, it's a business. Um, but Cesaro is in that mode. He just seems like one of those um, Daniel Bryan-type wrestlers. Like, I want to wrestle. I want to paint. Let me paint. Yeah. And he just never really got a fair shake at 
paint this picture. It seemed like something always got in the way. Oh, well, he can't talk. So, well, we'll do this. You know, they, you know, they did put him in tag teams. So he did have a couple of run with tag teams and to be in the tag mm-hmm. team champion. But also, no, like you said, he is a, can be utilized as a singles wrestler somewhere like how Sheamus is used. I can see that. Exactly. I, yeah. Um, yeah. They've treated Sheamus way better historically than Cesaro. And pound for pound, money for money, I feel like Cesaro's way better than Sheamus. So to me, you could definitely, if you could do what you did with Sheamus, you could definitely do what, you, what you're doing with Cesaro. So, mm. um, yeah, I'm with you 100%. Yeah. And again, this is coming from a person that is not even like in love with Cesaro. Like, I feel like I'm in the minority, like with the, with the IWC. Like, I feel like everybody, all my friends, all the people we know, love Cesaro, want him to get the rocket strapped to him. And I feel like, eh, he's, like he's cool. I yeah. like Cesaro. I love him in the ring. I'm not going to sit here and say, I, yeah, let's let's make him the face of the era. <laughs> you know, you, like, I'm not going to. You that really far. are the minority tonight. Yeah. <laughs> you're the island of your. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but that's okay. Look, I'm sure, and I'm sure somebody gonna listen to this and think I'm just horrible. What the hell am I talking about? Like, nah, man. I just I've never seen that part with Cesaro. Like, but that doesn't mean I don't like him. That doesn't mean that I don't. You know, you know yeah, what I think course. Cesaro is? He's a good supporting actor. Cesaro's a guy that you can put him in the right roles, and he'll win a best supporting actor. He'll win a bunch of those. Is he a guy that I put at the top of my poster in a movie and I sell it? Eh, not quite. Right. At least for me. That, at least for me. That's fair. But I think he did. But I think he deserves an opportunity to prove if he's there or not. Yeah, that's true. I think he deserves yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sometimes you just need that opportunity, bro. You Sometimes you just need to be cast in that action movie and see if you can win with it. And if not, then hey, go back to doing the supporting role. I mean, hey, everybody got a chance to do 12 rounds. Facts. <laughs> <laughs> I think only what, one, one person only prospered and he's about to really blow up. His name is yeah, John Cena. Yeah. Uh yeah, yeah. yeah. Jonathan. <laughs> yeah. Uh Omos and AJ Styles defeat the New Day for the uh tag titles. Uh fun match. Uh, yeah, I didn't have a problem fun. with this match. I everybody I think we all were just waiting to see what Omos could do in the ring. Um Yeah. Not bad. Uh not bad. I mean, he did what they asked him to do. Yeah, I mean, very basic, very elementary with Omos. It was in a lot of ways it was an old school approach to it. Um, I love the new days. The new day was perfect foil for for this kind of match, um, and for AJ and Omos. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, nothing, nothing, nothing wrong at all with what they did. They did, they did about it. They did about as good as his job as protecting and and making Omos's ring in ring debut seem something special, which I loved. I love that they made his in ring debut feel like okay, this is, this is just oh, he's just wrestling now. They made it a special thing. They they hyped it up. You you know. It made it a big deal. And, um, yeah, you know, he, he didn't do anything extraordinary. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? He didn't, you know, he didn't go out. But he didn't have to. It's his first time in the ring, at least in the public eye. And, um, you know, I'm sure there's more to come. And, yeah, I'm excited to see you. I think they have something with him. I think they have something with him. He's big as shit. Like, you know, he, he looks like a million bucks. We'll see. Um, we'll see what he has. Let's see what he, what he can do, man. Let's see. I think, I think he's in a perfect role with AJ. I think AJ and him, AJ is going to get the best out of him, and I think he's and I think he also adds something to AJ. I think he spices up AJ's character a little bit. Um, it's going to be fun seeing those two together for however long they're together. Hopefully, it's a good long run. Uh, but we'll see. Yeah, Vince, you hear me? A good long run. You know, knowing Vince, they'll be broken up by SummerSlam. Um, 
shit, forget SummerSlam, buy Money in the Bank. Um, so we'll see. But yeah, good, good start. Good start for Amos, man. I, I really enjoyed this match. I really enjoyed for what it was. It was fun. Um, New Day is always another 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 group of wrestlers that you just put them in any role, anything that they can do, they'll just hit it out of the ballparks. So no surprise there. Yeah, um, everything that you said, I agree with. Um, but you gotta know how to talk me off the ledge about something. We could talk about Omos. All right. So my issue or my thinking with Omos is with guys his size, that's mm-hmm. that's his height, that's his build. Right. They seem more of an attraction. Yeah. Yeah. That's always kind of been the thing, right? And yeah, the guys that big. You see how difficult it has been with Braun, and we about to get to him after this. You see how difficult it's been just to kind of figure out something with him. Um I think Undertaker and Kane, you know, once you get that size. That's where it starts. Okay, we can do something with this. But once you go over it, it's mm-hmm. kind of difficult because we all know it's wrestling. Yeah, we, it's, a, it's a reason why Andre the Giant never really was a world champion. Who's going to beat yeah. him? Who was going to beat him? Like, all, all seriousness. It's going to have to be some tomfoolery. And, you know, like, it's a reason why the big show had the title the minimum number of times he could. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like I feel like I've always hated that sense, and I'm not saying you're wrong. I, I, I've always hated that because I feel like it's a it's a convenient excuse to not book guys properly. Like I've always felt with big guys like like Amos and Braun, I feel like you just make them killers, man, and you make them killers, and you just say, "Yo, this this mountain of a man here, this is a this is a monster. This is our guy." Like, and you just treat them as such. So then, and you build them up to the point where when they do get defeated, oh, shit, it's a big deal. Like, oh, my God, like, Braun, again, like, how WWE did with Andre the Giant back in the day. We all knew that he had lost before. But in WWE, they they made a, they created a mystique around Andre the Giant. So when they finally did the thing, the job with Hogan at WrestleMania 3, it was a big deal, right? Same thing with this. And, and I get... I get the elements that you're talking about as far as like the believability of it. And, you know, can they be guys that you're just counting on to be on TV each and every week? I agree. It's harder for those guys than say like, you know, a Rey Mysterio per se. Um, it's harder for those bigger guys, but I still think you could do it, man. I feel like with Braun, they've wasted him. I feel like, the, and, I, and I hope that that doesn't happen with Omos. Cause I feel like with Braun, they had a moment, they had a window with Braun where Braun was hot as shit. And they could have did something. They could have strapped the rocket to bronze and just gone. And for whatever the reason, I think it, a lot of it was to they were in the business of Brock Lesnar and at the expense of, you know, and Braun was the guy that had to be, you know, the guy that was fed to Brock Lesnar on many occasions. And unfortunately, I feel like that deterred Braun a lot. You know what I mean? So when you finally did put the title on him, it was three years too late. Um, I hope they don't do the same thing with Almas, man. Like I feel like they have something with this dude. I get your concerns and your your points you're making are valid, but I feel like they have something there. And again, if you got a guy like this, make him a big deal, protect him as much as you can. I feel like with big guys like that, you definitely need a manager. You definitely need a talker. You need somebody with them that just adds to their mystique. Like I wouldn't mind having MVP with Almas at some point if once he inevitably goes solo. Um, you know, and 
you know, I still think that that you can book guys like that size to to work. It's hard. I w- I'm with you, hundred percent. It's harder, but I still think it works. Yeah, I'm just at this point. I just don't know how much patience the audience has with something like that. Really? What do you? In what sense? In the sense of okay, let's just say. Let's run with Omos. Okay, he just won the tag titles. The next six months, he wins the United States. Six months more later, he's the heavyweight champion. Um, And he's beating everybody. I mean, when I say everybody, he's beating everybody they put up against him. Does Does the wrestling audience right now, do they have the patience for that? Will they be acceptive of that? Will eventually they be like, well, you know, you know what? I know the answer to that because they cry about everything. So of course they're yeah, gonna cry right. about that. You're never gonna satisfy. Like, yeah, this yeah, is what yeah, I learned. Yeah, yeah. I you're talk- never gonna satisfy. Anybody. Yeah, I got my like, answer. There's, there's, there's only been a few times in life in this in this in in the history of this business where you satisfied it on you. Arguably in, in in the Attitude Era with Austin and Rock at the top, you know, the Golden Era with Hogan at the top, you know where there was just like there was no debating like the the obvious guys on top, right? Outside of those times, like you can have debates and you're going to have your crews that you're going to have your split factions of people that think this guy should be there or this guy should be here. You should have your, you're going to have your, your split factions of, Hey, we want more Matt and scientific wrestling. And we, and there's a group of people that love the sports entertainment and stuff. You're never going to satisfy anybody, man. That's just, that's kind of the beauty and the, the gift and the curse of all this, man. It's like, you know, you have a fickle fan base to begin with, with yeah. a lot of different interests and, Wrestling fans are different, you know what I mean? I love certain aspects of wrestling that people that I'm friends with, me and you, have different styles of wrestling that we like and we enjoy, you know, compared to it doesn't mean that I'm wrong, you're right, or you're you know, or you're wrong and I'm right. Like it's just it's just it's just taste, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, we both like our coffees different. You know what I mean? Sometimes you may you may want coffee black. I may like a little cream and a little milk with it. Like it, it doesn't make you wrong or right. Like it, it is what it is. Man. You're never going to satisfy everybody. No. Especially in this kind of art form, man. I just feel like, I just feel like if you have a guy that big, use him and use him to his fullest potential. And I feel like that's the biggest mistake they did with Braun, man. It's just like they, they had a moment with Braun, you know, 2017, that, that whole summer, I'm not finished with you yet with Roman. They had a moment there. And then remember that SummerSlam triple threat, Braun was over, like Braun was over for about like over over for about a year and a half, and they just kept teasing the audience with it, teasing the audience with it, and they just never really put put the pull the trigger, pull the trigger, pull the trigger, and then eventually people just was like, eh, we know what you're doing. This is another big show situation, and not saying that Braun and I'm, I know I'm focusing on Braun instead of Amos, but I'm using Braun as a test case because we have more of a sample size with Braun than. Yeah, 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 yeah. and it, it is, um, it's to my, you know, the, my point I was making originally of how they treated, you know, the big man, right, in wrestling, right. and and with, right, and with Braun, like, I'm not gonna say Braun is perfect. Like, I think Braun is better in the ring than I think people give him credit for. Like, I don't like he's fine, he's serviceable in the ring. Um, I think the only issue with Braun has been promos, but again, I don't need everybody to be, you know, CM Punk on the mic, like. Sometimes you're going to have your CM Punks that are great on the mic, and then you're going to have your other guys that are not talkers. I don't need Braun to talk every day, <laughs> you know, every week. But what I need him to do is to beat people up. I right. money in that. Since we on, Braun, I mean? let's just jump into this goofy-ass uh, match they had with uh, Shane. Real I- quick, real quick. They, 
They got something with Amos, man. Just please don't blow it. Please don't blow it. Um, they definitely got something. They definitely got something. Um, Lord willing, his body, you know, and Holds and, and, yeah. and, and, and that's her- the other. That's the honestly, that's the part that doesn't get talked about enough. Everybody talks about the can you really push guys like that. I feel like the physical part of it is what is the big worry with yeah, these guys because it's you know Amos. Yeah, thank goodness they know house shows. Thank goodness. Yeah. That that's yeah. that's great because I I've I've I'm no friends that are seven one seven two and always complaining about their knees and mm-hmm. I just know how that go. Um, so we want to talk about this goofy uh, match we had <laughs> with, <laughs> with Shane McMahon and Braun. All right, my number one <laughs> my number one issue with all of this is. It's about mm-hmm. bullying. Something that Braun was doing when he first stepped on the scene and the now <laughs> and now he's you bullying me. What? But see, this is this is what I'm talking about, man. This is why like when people are some people are critical of Braun, it's like, yo, look at what the fuck they're giving this dude to work with, man. Like you put him in a match with Shannon, man. Okay, from a from a positioning standpoint, like it's a big deal now. Whether, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whether you like Shane, like, hey, if you would have told, if you, I guarantee you, you tell ninety eight percent of the guys in the back, um, hey, you're gonna be wrestling at Mania and you're gonna be taking on Shane McMahon. Then sign up for that tomorrow. Like, it's a big deal. Whether you like Shane's role in the company, whatever, it's a big deal. But like, look at the storyline, right? Like, why is Braun the babyface in this? And if he is the babyface, like, why is the the common thread here? Like, oh, you're bullying me. You're you call me, and it's not even like bullying. Like you call me stupid. Like really, and I'm doing this for everybody else that's been called stupid. Why? 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 Like the storyline just was trash from the beginning. It's like if you're gonna put these two in the ring, like I really feel like my son could have wrote a better, you know, a better reason for these two to have a feud. Man, it's like it's like that's what I hate, man. It's like they overcomplicate this shit. Hey. Like, if, it's not that difficult, man. If Shane got a bill that's due around April all the time, all he had to do was pull up and say, you know what, Shane, you know what? I've been against a lot of the greats, and I feel like I want to try you. Yeah, I want to try. I, I want to see, can I hang with Braun Strowman? I could have lived mm-hmm. with that. This whole yeah. stupid bullying and I was, what is happening right now? Because we clearly know <laughs> WWE should not be talking about bullying or somebody oh, just yeah. the stupid. Not with those, skeletons. And, no, not with those no. skeletons in the no, closet. No, Lord, no. no. J- especially with JBL in the building. Oh God, the, the master oh, of ceremonies, Mister. Uh, it ain't about a. Uh, it ain't about black or white. It's about. <laughs> I can't believe Don't Booker T let him say that. We'll Don't get there. Me. We'll get me. Get Don't get me started on Sean Bradshaw later. <sighs> yeah. Um. But as anyway. far as far as a steel cage match, it was fine. It was a Shane McMahon match. You no, know, honestly, honestly, from what we got, like as shitty as the build was to this match, I feel like the match was fine. Like it was cool. Like that's that's why I'm never hard on Braun, right? Because no matter what you put the guy in, like the shittiest of shit you put this man in, he still finds a way to make it passable. You know what I'm saying? And that's a credit to him. That really is a credit to him. Like I feel like he doesn't get enough credit. Like they've given this man shit constantly. And he still finds a way to, at the very least, make it passable. You know what I mean? Like, make it decent enough where it's like, okay, that wasn't a train wreck. You know what I mean? And uh, this match was was fine. It was what it needed. It had the big spot, the big moment. 
Uh, the moment that's going to be played on a loop forever, you yeah, know, right. throwing them off the cage, which is a sh- the Shane McMahon spot, um, which is interesting because I thought they, I thought eventually at some point this weekend somebody would have been diving off that damn boat, and I thought it would be would have been Shane at some oh, point. Oh, no, you probably asked. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, you know, it was fine. It, the match was what it I'm thank God for on one. I think if Shane, because I was expecting Shane to win. And I thought I was expecting Shane to win in the most like bullshit of ways. Like Braun goes to slam him through the cage and a cage breaks and he falls out like some stupid, re- stupid way like that. Um, um, Shane doesn't mind taking the fall. He, he absolutely doesn't. I don't even think that's like a. No, no, no. I, I don't mean it from that perspective. I'm just meaning from the booking perspective where, you know, oh, you know what I'm going to start? Make you win. I guess you hit. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get what you're saying, but I'm just saying in general, like Shane, I don't think he has an ego as far as No, no. That's one thing about Shane. He's he he will do the job for anybody. Like I it, it never feels like there's an ego with Shane. The yeah. problem with Shane is just that he takes up so much TV time. It's I mean, he's a McMahon. And it's like he's doing all these spots and stealing people's spots and doing all these crazy dives and getting getting himself over instead of the talent that is there every day, every week. Would you know another thing I think this was with Shane too Because they didn't have A lot of people coming back Like they didn't have a Brock Lesnar coming back They didn't have another part You know, They didn't have a lot of part time people coming back Which which has been one of the the High marks of this show Uh, I will go out and say that this was the first Mania What in 10 years With very little to no involvement From part timers yeah. Aside from like, if, unless you count Shane and Edge as part timers, and you know what, I see a lot of I I've heard a lot of people say that they didn't say it was a bad thing. They just said it's an interesting thing, and I look at I it. Good, I think it's a good thing. Like let's kind of yeah, cool. ease, let's pull back off that. Let's 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 see how we can do this year, and then let's maybe try it out next year. And if you got the you know one part-time they want to come back for a match and it makes sense then do it but let's not bank on it every year or we got two or three part-times coming back for a match because you be, you yeah. need to get these other people in that position you know ready to take up you know a match or or a position of mid car lower car whatever main event like let's get these kids Absolutely. and gals going <laughs> yeah. like they there for it's a time, reason it's time for people to sink or swim it's time for right. you to sink or swim. Right. And uh, you're going to find out about these dudes one way. Why not do it now while you're still in that pseudo pandemic and, you know, give some guys the ball and let them run with it. And if they fail, then at least, you know, hey, we gave it a good college try. We, we gave it a good effort and it didn't work for whatever reason. And if it does work, then, hey, you pat yourself on the back and say, see, you know, it worked. Um, yeah. So I, I'm, I'm good with that. Yeah. As far as the steel cage, man, circling back to the steel cage, man, uh, it, it did what it needed to do right. on winning. I have a theory, though. I think that – do you think that this feud – do you think eventually they're setting up something where Shane is doing this to, like, bring out the monster again in Braun and, like, oh, I'm only bullying you because I'm trying to make the best out of you and trying to align Braun with Shane eventually? Um, why? Because, honestly, if that's not where you're leading with this, because I'm assuming this is going to continue, maybe. I don't know. I don't think so. But we'll see. I mean, again, they got six weeks to fill from the next pay-per-view, so I'm assuming they need something to... We, yeah, I, I'm going to say this. I, I'm going to say I believe that you may have a point. You may be mm-hmm. something there. I'm not going to say you know completely wrong, because who the hell knows? 
Because um, Shane is the heel in this. He's the obvious heel in this. Right. And, you know, the whole thing is on bullying. So it, it doesn't make sense on the surface level. So that's what I'm assuming. Like, okay, what if there is something more to this? What if it is? Now, full disclosure, I think I think it's just incompetence. Like, they just booked this feud to be about bullying. And that's just moronic and incompetent. But what if, like, they're setting up where, you know, Kind of Shane is trying to bring out the dark side in Braun. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, that's interesting. That's that's something to think about. That's something to we shall see. Put a pin in. Um, yeah, we're moving on to <laughs> the Miz and Morrison versus Bad Bunny and uh, Damian Priest. Shouts out to Bad Bunny, man, for yeah. real. Like for somebody who doesn't have. To, to wrestle and have to be at the performance center each week nope. and put in all that time that he did just trying to get better in the ring and to work 85% of the match. Yo, like, Legit. bro, you know, yep. you don't have to do this. You're like a fucking megastar. Like, <laughs> you don't have to do this. So he must really love wrestling and he showed it, you know, respect and he took it serious and it showed. Um, for, for the white fans out there who don't understand Bad Bunny or don't understand, like, oh, I've never heard of him, so he can't be a big deal. Like, this dude is a big deal. Like, just imagine Drake. Like, let's say somebody that you, a, a white person would know, right? Like, I don't know, Drake. Mm-hmm. Or like, Kanye West, right? Let, let's say Kanye, at the peak of Kanye's powers, you know, decided that he was a big wrestling fan and they were, they were going to do something with Kanye. Like, this is the equivalent of Kanye coming into, like, WrestleMania 25 doing something and working 80% of the match. Like, legit working 80% of the match. Mm-hmm. And doing very good at it. <laughs> On top of that. Um, <laughs> Extremely. Yeah. So, no, man. I, you know, that's a kudos to that kid, man. Because you could tell that he loves it. He, you could tell he's a real fan. Sometimes with these celebrity involvements, you could just tell they're there for a paycheck. They could care less about wrestling. And that, that rubs off on the performance. But with this guy, like, I feel like he's truly a wrestling fan. He truly put the work in. You could tell. He, he put the work in, and, mm-hmm. it was, and it was authentic. It right. wasn't for the camera. It wasn't for the show. Like, he legit was like, yo, I'm not going to cry and embarrass myself. I'm going to do the work. And kudos to all his trainers, the people that they, he was sparring with and, and practicing with. I know Triple H had a lot of involvement in that as well, from, from what you read, and all, everybody at the Performance Center. Yeah, kudos to you guys, man, because the kid the kid showed out, man. The dude showed out, man. He he put on a, a, a fun spectacle. It was definitely what it needed to be. Mm-hmm. Nothing more, nothing less. It was it was the it was the entertainment tonight special. You know, the WWE got its pop culture references that it wants and needs and it salivates for. And that's it. And the Miz and Morrison were were, were the perfect foil. Right on. Could have done this any better with anybody else. Yes. Yes. Again. Shout out to them because <laughs> yeah, a lot, them, a lot of, a lot. Believe me, a lot of those wrestlers are back there. Like, I don't want to do no match. No, no, not me. Don't put me in it. Like some wrestlers don't want to do Shit. stuff like that. And 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 the Miz and, and and the Miz and um John Morrison were professionals, and you know they did what they had to do, and they made it work. And Damian Priest. And again, I feel like he's, I feel like he's easier when you seeing the effort and the and the time that. A guy like Bad Bunny's putting in it. Like, if I got to go out and put over a guy like, I don't know, name a celebrity that's out here, and you could just tell he's not at the performance center. He's not putting in the effort. He's not putting in the time. He's not taking it seriously. 
then yeah, I'm like, yo, why the fuck am I sitting here losing my aura and making myself look like a fucking idiot? And I'm putting over this damn celebrity that's going to leave first flight out (laughs) to his next gig. You know, I feel like, you know, so I think that adds adds that. But yeah, no, to your point, shout out to Miz and Morrison, man. Those guys, those guys play the role perfectly, man. Um, And yeah, it was, like I said, it was what it needed to be. Nothing more, nothing less. I'm not looking for a Meltzer special. Oh, no, 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 no. no. But the match was hella entertaining. (laughs) Yeah, it was entertaining. I don't need to to sit here giving no star rating or anything like that. It was just a fun match. And for, you know, uh, wrestlers that's been in the business 10, 20 years to say, hey, no, oh, no, he's a WWE superstar. What are you talking about? No, he really performed. And they tipping their cap to him. (laughs) That that tells you a lot about him. Um, But it was a fun match. Uh, Damian Priest and Bad Bunny went over uh, just – just a fun match, and uh, and Damian Priest. I mean, he got a good spot for himself too, man. I mean, oh yeah, being in a big, in a basically the semi main event. The the, the 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 you could if if this was a one night thing, you could argue this was the, the third big match on the card. Um, and for a guy who's barely out of NXT to be in this spot, mm-hmm. that's a good look for him. So hopefully he takes advantage of it and runs with it, whatever right. he's given. He's he's come a long way. I remember seeing him match. I'm going to see his matches in Ring of Honor. So, yeah, homie, he's come a long, long way. Never been a big fan. Never been a big fan. No. Um, Hopefully he's hopefully he's improved. Um, Oh, he has. Yeah, we'll see. He has. Because I, I, I remember I remember going to see uh, his matches or getting that Ring of Honor DVD. And be like, ugh, this match. Yeah. <laughs> but now it's like, yeah. no, he's gotten better. I like better. enjoy he's his better. matches now. Um. He's better. We get to the main event, but let's talk about the main events. Let's talk about the pre-show, things that were said, things that I just touched on. Uh, now, for anybody that's listening, I will not argue the fact of how we got to the match. I will, I will not argue the fact for any of these matches. How we got to the matches was short. Some of the shit didn't make any sense. It was what it was. But I have a bad taste in my mouth when I'm seeing a lot of people, considerably uh, white people, pretty much white people saying, oh, well, they didn't deserve the match. They didn't deserve to be in the main event. Oh, this match is going to be awful. Oh, this match should have been the main event. Okay, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. After they perform their match and they're getting their roses. You still have this certain pocket, but we'll get to them. JBL comes out in the pre-show. He's talking about, well, this isn't about black history. This isn't about white history. This is history. Okay. Okay, John. Booker T just Honestly. sitting there. You really just going to sit there and let him say that? Like, I get it to a certain Booker's degree. A company man, man. I get it. Man. I, I, I honestly get it. But there's a way of correcting somebody in a very nice way. Very nice way. Maybe he didn't have the words. I understand how that is sometimes. But I felt like that was a smack in the face to a lot of the black women that have came through um, wrestling itself. Uh, those WWE, WWF doors. From your jazz, from your uh, was Alicia Fox, uh, mm-hmm. so many black women. So many. Yep. And for now, these two women, Sasha Banks and 
Bianca Belair, two beautiful black women who can perform in the ring to try to, what I say? What's the word I'm looking for? To try to almost like undercut, not even undercut it, but to like sell it short. Yeah, the moment. Short. Yeah, yeah. And it took Michael Cole at <laughs> the beginning of the match. Of this is the people. first time that two black. Thank you, Michael Cole. Because yeah. let's call it what it is. Don't try to say, oh, this is. We know it's history. We know that. But let's talk about the history that it is, especially within that company. Because it was something these eyes thought they would never see. And yeah. I, I'm, I, I can't front. Hey, got a little emotional in here. In the Jones house. Because yeah. it was just something that, you know, it was a beautiful scene, man. You could tell the beginning of the match how they felt about it. It was like, yo, can you believe this? Like, this is happening right now. Yeah, nah, I mean, honestly, bro, I'm not as triggered about it as you are just because look at who we talk about, man. It's, right. It's John Bradshaw Layfield, man. So, realistically speaking, he, he he's a bad faith actor. And, and I hate when, like, they, they try to tailor criticism or criticism about achievement. To, it's not about black or white. It's just about history. No, John, it is about black and white because it's not like we've seen six other black main eventers. You know, or six other women that are black inventing, you know, big shows. This is the first of its kind, you know, and it should be celebrated and it should be achieved. And 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 in a part, we kind of agree with you. We would love to get to a point in a time in our lives, in our society, where we don't even have to celebrate these things. Mm -hmm. But we don't have to say it's the first black this, it's the first Latino this, it's the first, you know, Hindu this, it's the first, you know. Asian this or, you know, whatever. It's just something that's par for the course, right? Like it's something that's acceptable. But until we get there, we do have to acknowledge that it's the first black or it's the first Hispanic or it's the first this or it's the first that. To to remind ourselves that while we're still, while we've come a long way, we still got a long motherfucking way to go. Right. So I, I don't, I'm not triggered by it. I agree with you. Booker should have probably said something, but hey, only he can answer why he didn't. Um, oh, I'm sure. I, whatever. Uh, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Still, I'm sure we. I'm sure we both can come up with a, with our own theories about it. But I don't want to put words. Speaking. I don't want to put words in his mouth. I'll just say him not saying anything made me feel a certain type of way, and I know he can give a shit about how anybody is, you know, feel about right. him not saying. And, and you know, why should he? But it was just like, bro, if it was any time to like say something, and maybe he agrees with him. Maybe. <laughs> and okay, great. I guess you agree with him. I you know, what else? I mean, honestly, bro, I'm just not that triggered by it. Because realistically it's John Bradshaw Layfield. He's a bad faith actor. I already know he's a fucking clown. So the fact that you even have him on here speaking about this topic is whatever. But Yeah. Let's get to and, and you know why I'm not even you know why I'm not even gonna give it energy? Because I I don't even want it to deter away from the achievements that we saw, not just in this main event, but all week you're seeing people yeah, black and brown skin. Yeah, especially going over and showing out. Especially, so, um, look out in the, in, in the independents, man, because this is a lot, man. The independent got some up coming. and coming talent coming. that, uh, yeah, get ready for. Um, but they yeah, we, we get to the main event, and oh man, we get Sasha, we get Bianca coming out to the ring, and 
the emotions and the feels are all there. You can even just see, you know, Bianca's face because she, you can just see it. It's just like, wow, I'm trying to get myself yeah. together because I know I got a job to do right now. And Sasha, you know, this ain't her first rodeo. She's so she's composed, but you can still stay. The moment's kind of big for her too, and it's like, okay. But after that, the bell rings, and man, they just gave us a great main event for night one. I enjoyed it. I rewatched the match to, um this morning. Uh, I just enjoyed the match, man. Uh, it was it's one of my favorite matches from this whole week. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I thought they knocked it out the park. I thought they showed why they should have been the main event match. No questions. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care what you had to say about any other feud, any other wrestlers, but that match was rightfully so. Should have had the main event spot, and those women showed out. Shout out to Bianca Belair for winning the um, SmackDown Women's Championship. It was a moment. You could tell our father was about to jump the rail. <laughs> the crowd popped. <laughs> it was like, yeah. yo, it was just, it was a beautiful thing to see. Even afterwards, um, I think it's some footage of, you know, Sasha looking outside, trying to sail, but kind of like smiling because of the moment. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. you know, it's it's just something beautiful, man. It's just like, and you could tell she wanted that moment for Bianca. You know, you know, she wanted to give Bianca that moment. And, you know, she did her job. You know, be, Sasha going to go all out. So you didn't have to worry about that. And, and that all that all that energy and all that um, feelings that Bianca had, you were worried about, oh, is she going to mess up this or is she going to mess up that? No, man, it was a yeah. it was a great match, man. Yeah, I'm with you 100 percent, man. As far as the, the significance of the bout, everything that you said is spot on, man. We we all know what it is, man. It's a it's a it's a significant achievement for our people, uh, for people that look like us that have our same skin color. Um, it's a dope moment, you know. It's, it's cool, you know. It's, it's something that will stick in my mind forever. It's a good thing. Um, it's a great thing. It's a long overdue thing. Again, a long overdue. Um, yeah, it, everything about it, man. I mean, I don't know what else to really say about yeah. the achievement and the, and the and the other, the, you know, the the that part of things. I mean, it was just amazing. It was great to see. Um, I love the emotion of her family, Bianca, the, the late, both, I mean, Sasha too. I mean, just everybody, the, the, the emotion of the night in that moment for everybody involved was just special. You could just tell it was genuine. And I love genuine moments like that. So right. that just, yeah. I mean, if you can't, you can't understand that, then you just, you just don't get it and you're never going to get it. Um, as far as the match goes, yeah, very good match. Very good match. I, I probably will go out on a limb and say, this is, not just one of the best matches of this WrestleMania, top two or three of this weekend, top two or three. Um, I honestly think this was a better match than the than the other historic women's main event from a couple years ago. Um, I think this was a better match than the triple threat match. Kind of hard because one is a triple threat to the singles match. Um, so hard to compare sometimes, but I think this was a better main event. I think it's it obviously a little not fair to say that just because one had to deal with and, you know, <laughs> I mean, you had a you, were different. you had a uh, what forty five, forty seven minute delay. So you know, crowd right, had to sit right. there for a while on their hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But still, you know, it's it's, it's different when it's two nights as opposed to one big ass yeah. night of a spectacle. Believe so me, I, but no, I think, but I think, but I, but all that said, um, I still think this was probably a better match than than that triple threat match. Um, I enjoyed this match better. Um. And not even for the other stuff, but I really just enjoyed this match from just the work rate perspective. I thought this was just a crisper, better match. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, man. I mean, what 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 else can you say? What else can yeah, you say? I mean, you say that I'm sure other podcasters haven't shared. It's, it's an amazing much. moment. Congratulations to Bianca Belair. She's paving the way. And kudos and shout out to Sasha Banks, man. She has paved the way. She has she she took the ball that was given to her. She ran with it, and now she's she's putting on for everybody else that's coming behind her. And Bianca being one of them, and that's dope, man. And just kudos to that young lady, man. You could tell that that was an amazing moment for her, probably a career defining moment for yeah. her. Because she and, never got uh, it. She yeah. never got that moment in NXT. Like, no, she never, never got the chance to have a title. Or, you know, never being. got the moment. It was deserved. Yes, we can we can we can talk about the fact that the build to this match was stupid and yeah, yeah. That's all, every match pretty yeah. much on here. Yeah, but you can say that about a lot of matches. At the end of the day, did the match deliver? Absolutely. Yeah. That's all that needs to be said. And one last thing. Like, I, I, I tweeted this, and I'm just going to say it on here. Okay. What the fuck? Can, Bianca Belair can do any and everything in the ring, but so can Sasha. When, when mm-hmm. has there been a time that you've ever seen that where you can say, go do A, B, C, D in the ring, and they both can do it? It's like, what? Are y'all, like, mutants? Are y'all really from – where y'all from? Like, how? Yeah. <sighs> just awesome. I, again, I think the women right now – I think we're in that special era, man. We talked about it. Like, we, we talked about it, I think, a, a couple shows back or whatever. Like, what, what made the Attitude Era special, right? Because you literally had two once in a generation talents, like Stone Cold and The Rock, at the same time, literally carrying not just the company, but the industry, right? Mm-hmm. You, you can make the same case now with the women. Like, you have not just two, I would argue. Four with the four horsewomen, and now you add Bianca and Rhea to that list. You got six legitimate, like once in a generation type counts at your disposal. I mean, but I'm gonna put Oscar in there too. I don't care what nobody oh, yeah, says. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oscar, I, I throw Oscar and I throw Shayna Baszler in the mess too. Like, I'll go there. Like, like the women so are the, deep. What, that's, the women are deep. Yeah. So you literally have eight women. That are once in a generation type talent, like legitimately, no dis- no debate, no discussion. I'm not saying they're all perfect. I'm sure you can yeah, take yeah, flaws yeah. at each and every one of them, but the fact that they are eight talented, legitimate women—that's a kudos to whoever the hell scouting and developing and, right. and you know, whether that's Triple H, you know, whoever. Kudos to them, man, because they really they really nailed it with with this women's division. All right, so that was it's it's crazy to think. I'll finish with this. It's crazy to think that you know we're not even what ten years removed from a butterfly belt and uh, you know bra and panties, maybe not bra and panties, but bullshit matches for two minutes at WrestleMania with women. So uh, we'll push through, and we're going to get to night two. Uh, That was night one. Like I said, um, I can already tell you, night one was mine. Night one was better. Yeah, night, night one. Was I can better. tell you, it felt special. Um, it felt significant. Night uh, two took a while to get going. Added. I, I didn't like the crowd in night two. I don't know if it was the same crowd. I, I, that's that's what I got. My the my boy who went to night one only went to night one. He didn't go to night two. So I don't know how much of that was common on both nights. Where I don't know how many people bought. You know, I don't even know how the tickets were distributed. I didn't. I didn't get to ask him that. But yeah, I um, know you had to buy the tickets separate, or you could buy. I, no, I think you had to buy. Right? I know if I remember hearing right, you had to buy two separate tickets for both nights. 
Now, I don't know if okay. you could buy them at the same time. Like, oh, I want night one and night two, but I know you had to, you know, do it that way. Like, hmm. yeah, I don't know, but I, I think the night, the crowd in night one was by far better than the crowd in night two. Not even close. And you never got the heights as far as the crowd in night in night two that you had in night one. Um. Yeah, we'll get there. Uh, let's just start on night two because. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Good. We got the fiend and uh, Randy Orton starting off. Mm. <laughs> this shit is goofy. I'm sorry, y'all. I, I, it's goofy as fuck. <laughs> and then it's like you were gonna do goofy shit. At least like put the right guy over. Why did Randy win this? And then it's like, did Alexa turn? So, yeah, did she turn? Was this all been a setup? A ruse? What's happening? Like, I'm confused. I'm confused. I'm confused. I, uh, Bray Wyatt, another guy who they just continuously don't know what to do with. It's it's just a shame. Like it, it's just a shame. You have a money character and a guy who is in fully invested and committed to that character, <laughs> and it's like you just don't know how to script them. You don't know how to write them. You don't know how to script them. You don't know how to. You just don't know how to do. You don't know what to do with them. And it's just it's just it's mind boggling. The fiend character is a character that. Is supposed to be in a bygone era. The era's gone for that character. And when you're trying to position this character in 2021, it's difficult. Any for anybody who's I'm gonna be nice, 28, 28 and up, you're looking mm-hmm. at your TV like, what the fuck is this? What what's happening right now? Like we know how it was seeing The Undertaker and, mm-hmm. and I'm talking about, you know, gray gloves, stupid hat, <laughs> all the nonsense that was happening Cartier with him. Shit. Yeah, yeah. Shit. yeah. Your Papa Shango's, your like yeah. that's where the fiend should have been at. It don't work I now. I disagree with you. I disagree with you. I feel like the fiend could work now. I, obviously the hocus pocus shit, yeah, whatever. That that part no. But I feel like the character itself still works. Like again. You just make the theme this just larger than life character who's just an ass kicker that just is a dominant force. You don't even have to put a title on him. You don't even, you can just have him just laying in the weeds, kind of, I guess if you want to use the vigilante sting role, whatever, whatever. That character, the character itself, I think can still work. You add the elements of supernatural, hocus pocus shit. I, yeah, no, I that part I agree with you. That shit, yeah. But the character itself, I think, can still work. And then he doesn't have to be the fiend the whole time. He could be Bray Wyatt. He could kind of do the ballot thing, right? You know, he's demon for, for special occasions, and then he's Bray Wyatt every other time. Like, you could still, I think that still works. And I, I disagree with you on that. I think that still works. They just haven't done it right. They just haven't done it right. Because like, they don't know what to do with it. That they don't know what to do with it. That only works if you originally set out to do that. There's been too many missteps now for the for you to go back to that and right. people say, right. "Okay, I'm taking this serious now." People already have a, a a judgment of how they feel about the character, and it's not a good one because it's like, let's not go back to the whole Seth and the. Hell in the Cell match thing, like it's it's, it's been too many missteps with the character. Now the only thing he character in Saudi Arabia when he lost to Goldberg, <laughs> still one of the most <clears throat> mind boggling, stupidest decisions I will ever, ever. And again, I've been watching this company. I've been watching wrestling for thirty years. Still one of the dumbest decisions this company has ever produced. Man, like, look, it makes no sense. Just let the fiend That's, go. 
Just let the fiend. That's when they killed it. That's let, when they killed it. Let him go back to being Husky Harris, and then you got some. <laughs> Damn, not Husky Harris. Yeah. You can at least make, him, can at least make Bray <laughs> go back to being a, you know, a, a cult leader. <sighs> Look. Well. They killed that I, character, too. It's like I said, it's been too many missed ups with him. And some could be put on him, but I blame mostly of how. I blame mostly creative. Yeah, nope, creative. Because it's mostly. like. Even if some of that stuff was his idea, you pull him back. Hey, yeah. let's not do this. So maybe we should tweak this. It's got to be a collaborative effort. And you have to have somebody there to say. Cause, but first and foremost, it's your character. So it's like mm-hmm. your baby. And I'm pretty sure he's very protective of it. Yeah, You can tell. He's very yeah. invested in the characters that he you right. know, have. So some stuff, you just got to be like, no. No or let's do it this way. You got to have some, like some working here and there because just go getting along, just getting along has hurt this character. But even, but even if I'm, even if I follow you, right. Even if I say, okay, yeah, I'm with you on, he's, let's say he's, he's, he's pulling the strings on the character and he's controlling the ideas and everything that comes with this character. Right. So the, the, the Alexa stuff, everything, all the goofy shit, the booking is controlled by one person. So even if the shit is goofy that he's doing, it still doesn't justify the booking. Like, there's no reason he should have lost the Goldberg. There's no reason that, you know, he should have lost the Braun. You know, he, there's, there's no reason that, you know, he's losing to Randy Orton. Like, there's just no reason for this. Like, even if I'm willing to give you that the, 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 the book, the, the hocus pocus shit is just stupid. The, the, the end result, the booking, where you're putting guys over or putting, you know, whatever. That should still be the fiend. You protect this character and you make him look good and you make him look like money. And they have not done that. They have not done that. And it's me and you disagree on this thing. I still think that character, the character himself works. I agree with you. It it takes some, it takes, takes a little, takes a little massaging to get it to work in, in, in 2021 wrestling, but I still think it works. Um, you remove all that hocus, hocus pocus shit, and I think you still have something with Bray and this character. But again, because even tonight, right? Like even tonight, he comes out, he gets a good pop from the crowd. The crowd is excited to see him. It's a spectacle to see him, and then he loses. That's it. <laughs> I guess it's like eh. it's like you get that cock tease, and then yeah. So like, why didn't tonight he just kill Randy? He should have came out. That match should have been five minutes with entrances. He comes out. He scares the shit out of me. As soon as he did that dive off the the, the jack in the box or whatever the hell, the, the brain in the box, whatever, the fiend in the box thing, like he should have hit Sister Abigail. Done. Done. Tell me that's not a better finish than what you got today. Yeah, I mean, I guess. I mean, I mean, I guess. I mean, and, and again, I know me and you are in different places on this, so I, I respect your opinion. On it. And I'm not saying you're wrong. You may be right. Like it may just not work. I mean, I still think it works, and I think that. But again, the finishes would hurt us because again, it's the same thing, right? It's like he's lost every big feud he's been, and I'm going back to, you know, you know, Kate Fear, right? Wyatt. Like he's lost every few major feud he's been in. I'm just I just think this this storyline was just a mess 
just the Bray Wyatt. Yes. It was a mess, it. and it, you got there and messy, and it was what it was when you got here. So they, I guess they, they I guess they done with it now. Because that, if that wasn't a done, I don't know what is. Well, because where can you go from it from now? Like, so you, you, he already burned the damn man. He was gone for three months, and then he comes back, and then you still beat him. So yeah. like, where is there to go? From it here? seems like that's what I say. You know, he, he RKO'd him, pinned him, and now it's like Alexa and him. Going to have whatever going on, but we're going to move on past this because this oh is... Oh, my God. I'm, I'm, I'm upset because, again, I still think the character works. They have something there. And I mean... It's a fumble bag, man. It, I'm not going to say you're wrong. I'll just say this. If there's a chance to salvage the character, um, this is the, this, this is the opportunity to salvage it because you can't keep on going the route that you're going with this character and expect people to eventually come around or stick with the character. It's because, you know, eventually people get, uh, you know, I'm out. I give up. Like, the interest mm-hmm. is cool or whatever, whatever, but it's like you coming up with these cool, inventive new characters, but they're not latching on correctly. If I'm, I'm sure I'm explaining it right. Like they're latching on off for a hot minute, or maybe that's the way he wants it. Maybe he wants to reinvent himself all the time, bro. I yeah, you know what it is, bro. It's like I feel like Vince sees him and he's like, "Oh my god, I can sell merchandise with him. The mask, the, the interest, and everything." And then it's like, yeah, you know, Vince, we got to write storylines for him, and like we actually have to put him in matches and situations where he pins people, and maybe put him into an ecosystem where he's like fighting for championships. Oh yeah, like it's like oh, like you know, it's like it's like a chick, it's like a it's like an IG model. Like damn, she looks great. She she, let's say you pull an IG model, right? Like oh damn, I got this chick with. Oh shit! Like I actually have to like date this woman and deal with her and like, you know, treat her like a normal. You know, what I mean, like the the lusting and the fetishizing for it kind of wears off, and now you actually have to deal with a person, and that person is like you have to deal with all the things that you deal with a normal person with. It was just like I, that's what I feel like it is with the fiend, right? It's like you lust after him. You see it. You see the you see the character. You see the money, the dollar signs, and the entrance, and the theme, and the mask, and everything. And then it's like, oh yeah, we actually have to like build around this guy and put him in matches and put him in feuds and storylines where he looks good. And it's like, oh yeah, how do we do that? And that's the problem. Yeah, um, we'll move on. Um, I think we have Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax um, defeating Natalya and Tamina. Um, yeah, this really mad- long match, surprisingly long, surprisingly long, and surprisingly okay. In my book, yeah, it was good. It was good. It, it, it yeah. was good. I meant surprisingly long, and like. Like I expected this to kind of be like a throwaway match, and it ended see, up being more than that. I've never seen Tamina have a long match before. That's, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I've never she, seen her be at all. She looked the best that she's ever looked. Like I, full disclosure, I'm not a Tamina fan. Like I hey, watch never, yourself. Whoa, 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 watch yourself, because uh, I didn't know she had a hive. So watch what you say. Tamina hive is real. <laughs> I'm sorry, bro. Like. I just, I've never seen it. I've, I've literally just, I, I don't get it. I've never seen Tamina do anything special to me. So she's just always been there. Um, but she's looked the best that she's looked in this, in this, in this match tonight. So I mean, Natty to too. Her. 
Natty too. Like it's been Natty again. Natty's one of those people on the women's side where again you give her a broomstick to work with and she's gonna figure out a way to have a decent match. So I don't worry about Natty. Natty, you could literally give her anything and she'll make it worth worthwhile. So that's something that I don't even I don't even. But the match was actually surprisingly good. To your point, it was it was surprisingly an okay match. It was well worked. It's you know I, I would I was almost gonna say well paced. I think it went a little too long, maybe five minutes too long. Would have cut it, cut some of that out. But um, yeah, solid match, and I think the right team won. Yeah, um, I like I I like the idea. Or I like the vision of Tamina and uh, Natty coming up short. I, I really like that. Um, you know, and I like hey, let's have another rematch. I'm not sure if that's going to be on TV or at the next pay-per-view or whatever it may happen there, but uh, I'm down for the chase. Um, I actually like them as a team. Not sure if, because um, I'm going to be honest with you. I thought that um, Baszler and, um, 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 what's her name? Damn, I can't think of her name, man. Baszler. Oh, um. Baser and um and um Naya. Yeah, basically, I thought this was you know they were about to lose the titles. I thought you know they were gonna send them on their separate rate or separate ways and maybe have them going to separate brands. But I guess you know they really invested in them as a tag team, and that's a good thing. Like that's a cool, I, that's a cool thing of the belts not switching and having those yeah. long champions long running champions runs, yeah. so that when honestly, they- there's not there's not a team that really makes sense like to me you have two two superstars in naya and Shayna, who, who have turned out to be a better tag team than i think you and i both thought initially when this team was conce- you know was conceived you know that being said we know that they're both better apart especially in Shayna's case um but to me you don't have a team that's out there that makes sense to just say yeah take the titles off of Shane and I and just put it on them. So if you don't have that team, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Just keep it on them until you do. Yeah. Um, it's fine. Like I said, and it, doesn't, it doesn't, and it doesn't mean that they can't like still do single stuff and be tag team champions. Like, true. True. You know? I was just wondering, um, why, uh, <laughs> why, they, uh, why her boo wasn't out there tonight. Reginald. Oh yeah, Reginald. Yeah, I kind of feel like they Ixnade Reginald. <laughs> it's like, nah, man, you stay back here tonight. You ain't going out. They Ixnade Reginald, man. They were just like, yo, we don't want you in the main event on night one. We don't even want you anywhere near the tag. We don't even want you in the tag team. Like, yes. yeah, did we see Reginald at all this weekend? I don't remember seeing him. No. Uh, yeah, I don't remember seeing him. Um, I think we saw him on Friday Night SmackDown, did we? I didn't watch it, so I don't know. I didn't watch. I like barely skimmed. I saw the promos, and that's about it. So I yeah. Didn't know. I tried to stay away because I just knew it was going to be a lot of wrestling this weekend, and I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, no, I'll tell you, I'm not yeah. doing that. Um, so we got uh, Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn. I mean, come on, did y'all think they were going to have a bad match? <laughs> no, you, you already know how I feel about Kevin. Kevin's my guy. Like, I'm I'm a card carrying KO fan since going back to the Steam days. Right. Um, so again, another guy that again I keep using this analogy, but it's true. You give him a broomstick, you could give him a fucking mannequin, and he's gonna go out there and he's gonna have a serviceable match. And same thing for Sammy. <laughs> you put him in any role, he's gonna. I mean, he's taking this role that should be a mid card nothing role, and he's making it his own and making something of it. So kudos to Sammy. 
kudos to KO. Yeah. I wish that KO would have been in a higher profile match this year, but you know, it is what it is. Some years you do, some years you don't. Um, but for, for, for not being in a high profile match and giving him this, I feel like this was probably the next best thing. And, uh, they hit it out of the park. And I feel like this was the most lit the crowd has been the entire night tonight. Like, I thought this was the moment when this crowd came to life. Like, they just, they weren't, they weren't away. They were barely, they were barely up for the Bray stuff. Obviously, the, the tag team match, was they were kind of meh. So I feel like this match, that's when they really kind of came to with KO. I think KO was firing him up and getting them going. So, yeah, I like the crowd for this yeah. match. I think the crowd uh, kind of woke up for this match. Um, the Logan Paul stuff, I get why I was there because he's unlikable, and they just wanted to see Kevin Owens stun him. Yeah, so yeah, uh, pretty much. He his <laughs> role. That's all. Yeah, I, I hopefully his neck is okay because I saw yeah. it. I saw the yeah, way he yeah. dropped. I was like, did he like kind of roll on his neck or fall <laughs> on his head? Because he surely didn't drop to his knees at all. So I yeah, another, another guy that probably should have been spending time with. Uh, Bad Bunny at the uh, but, Logan. Just like stick stick with boxing, and you and your brother. And, you and your brother. Just do what you do. Uh, what match do we have after this? Uh, uh was it the? Was it the? Was it the Biggie the, match? The Wakanda special. I, think, I, I guess. I guess. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna call, call it the Wakanda Street Fight. Oh, I've never, I've never, I've never seen a a a, a Kenyan drum. What was it called? A Kenyan drum, drum uh, fight, drum fight. Man, whatever. <laughs> they should have just made it a street fight. I, I mean, that's what it was. Oh, a Nigerian yeah. drum fight match. Niger. Yeah, I'm sorry, Kenyan. Sorry, I said Kenyan Nigerian. Sorry about that. But um, yeah, pretty much. Should have made it like a Nigerian street fight or something. Yeah, that's what it was. It was fine. Did they even use did they even use the drums? I don't remember. I don't think they did. No, I don't think they did either. So whatever. I was kind of disappointed by that match. Yeah, you I I, mean, I I liked it. I mean disappointed a little strong. I, I was looking forward to it. I felt like that was kind of one of the one it was gonna be a match that kind of could steal the show. And it ended up stealing the show. So it was kind of uh, it's kind of like, oh, okay, a little let down by it. Um, I obviously I enjoy the competitors in it. Obviously, Big E is solid in my book, and then I love what they're doing with Apollo. I think they're finally giving them something uh, to do and sink his teeth in, which is great. So I'm I'm happy about that. I just feel like uh, I feel like this match never really got into that second gear, and I think part of it was the the silliness of the gimmick itself. The because you don't like you, you don't know what the rules are, like. So what's the point? I want to say that Corey said. I want to say that something like Corey was like. Um, they were talking. He's like. He says he was like. Oh, it's bas- it's a street fight, Cole. Like he like kind of like broke it down. Like it's basically just like a street basically. fight. And okay, so I think at the pace. I think at the pace they were going for the match, the match was set up to be a short match. I don't think it was mm-hmm. set up to be one of those kick out. You know, at two. No, um, and that's not what I'm saying, but I just kind of feel like, I don't know, there's just something missing with this match. Um, I, I think also, I think with matches like these, you, you it's better when you have the crowd involved. And I feel like the crowd just was dead for this match. Um, so it just kind of felt like, eh. eh. I think the um, crowd was kind of up. Biggest, they, they were up for the spots. Like They were up for the spots, but I don't know. I just, I don't know. Me and you just saw this match too bit differently, I guess. I don't know. I, I Maybe, I'll tell you why. Maybe I was already triggered because they called Wale legendary and iconic and I was just like wait what 
<laughs> I, I'm a Wale fan as much as the next guy, but um, legendary and iconic would not be I mean, as that would be uh, is he iconic? Is, is, is Wale iconic? Is he legendary? I guess if I guess you know me, I'm a hip hop aficionado, and uh, I wouldn't use uh, I wouldn't use iconic and legendary. Yo, 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 yo! I'm not saying he iconic, and I'm not saying (laughs) he legendary. But I, what I'm saying is, you give him another album to a one or two, the conversation is gonna need to be started having. Nah, man, my man got some bangers for real. I'm a Wally fan. I'm with you, but I'm just saying, like iconic. DMX was iconic. Like with the the, the two. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 But, Rest um, in peace. Shout out to DMX. Um, is Wally a superstar? No, he's he's, he's like again, and I, and I and it feels like I'm putting down Wally because I'm a I'm a Wally fan. Me Truly too. Me too. But is Wale a superstar though? Like I feel like I feel like iconic, legendary, and I'm not even gonna go to old school rap. I'm just like current rappers. Like to me, Kendrick, iconic, and he's moved into that legendary status now. Cole, iconic, legendary. Wale, even Drake, who I I can't stand, but like if, if they had Drake performing this. <laughs> Iconic legend, just on his career alone and his just status. Sure, you could st- you could throw those words out there. Wale, you're absolutely right. You're not saying anything wrong, and I don't want anybody to confuse <laughs> me. I just feel like if he was to retire right now, I'm like, damn, Wale has some like he has some hits out there. Like he has some, yeah. he had like the two what the two Seinfeld mixtapes were dope. Like those we're are my dope. favorite two mixtapes. The album about nothing was dope. Dope. Um, yes, really dope. Um, getting with Rick Ross. Getting with Rick Ross definitely helped. Yes, the MMG MMG shit was was dope. Look, I think he hasn't had his magnum opus. That's my issue with Wiley. He hasn't had that like ah that album that just like he hasn't had his his damn. He hasn't had his 2014 Forest Hills Drive. He hasn't had his take care. Who's another rapper that's a contemporary of Wale? Um, I mean, he hasn't you know, had his college dropout. He hasn't had his college dropout. That's the thing. That's what I'm saying with Wale. Wale is that next tier. You know, to me, Wale is that next tier with like a like a Rick Ross, people, Meek Mill, that level. Where he's like, oh, good rappers. You 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 check for them when they release, but it's like, oh, you know, huh. Eh. Cool. Okay. <laughs> I mean, like, you know, I just wanted to have the conversation. Like, this is a wrestling podcast, but I feel like that this is a little small side conversation hey, you can I don't have. Care who don't like this conversation? We got a black women's champion, and we got a black brother as the WWE champion. So, if you don't like this hip hop conversation, go listen to something else. But shouts out to um, <laughs> shouts out to Big E because apparently, yeah. like, apparently, they are definitely feeling him for him to get his homie Wale to. Bring them out yeah. and like, cause I'm yeah. oh the hell is Wale? <laughs> so it's like, yeah, you know, you know, there's some I don't know him. Who's Whale? Who's Whale? I've never heard of him. So they definitely feeling um, they definitely all in with Big E, and I think, yeah, as they should. I think as at this should. point, with him losing the Intercontinental title, that he can transition into going after Universal title. Because we don't need I to see do. him in Apollo no more. Like that's come on, let's stop that. Let's knock it uh. off. 
probably do another match with these two. Another one? Well, because they've had two, right? Bro, they were like feuding for a while. That's why uh, Biggie was upset. Like, I beat him so many times. Why does this man keep getting to my face? Then he went heel. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. That's I mean, right. if you want, if you want to look at it as well, this is a new Apollo character. Mm-hmm. I guess okay, yeah, yeah, they can't have some more matches, but yeah, people, yeah. we'll see. We'll see. We'll definitely we'll see. see. So we we see different on that match. I think I enjoyed a little bit more than you did. Um, what is the next match? Uh, next I, is it Oscar and Rhea Ripley? No. Oh no! I think I skipped one. It was Riddle and Sheamus. Yeah, Riddle and Sheamus. That match was actually surprisingly good. Better than I thought Um, it was going to be. Better than I thought it was going to be. I don't. I'm not a Riddle fan, so he doesn't do much for me. Um, But it was. But I know how talented he is in the ring. Don't 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 sleep. Um, It's just his character. I don't. Okay. Um, But surprisingly good match. Physical match. And um, I thought the right guy won. And then, my God, that bro kick. My Ooh. God. <laughs> Lord. Yeah. Shame is be hitting the R2 button hard with that shit. Like, damn. <laughs> Facts. Um, Facts. Okay. I want to say this as clearly as I can say it. Okay. It's hard for me to look at Riddle and know the stuff that happened outside the ring. So yeah, I would. I, his, I didn't even. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was talking to somebody else about that, and his character is just—he's just a poor RVD. It's like a worst RVD, and we just saw both of them standing together, and you could tell. Like, oh, if you didn't know, you'd be like, "That's what it is." He's a bad mm-hmm. imitation of RVD. Um. Yeah, he's a- He's a Kmart version RVD. Yeah, shout out to RVD with the rolling papers. He know what time it is. Uh, yes. <laughs> he know what all these states are about to get into, so he's going to make his money. <laughs> um, it's legal in Florida now, I believe. Uh, New York is, is is pretty much legal. Um, just, you know, they got to get the paperwork and how they're going to do it. Um, yep. But, yeah, anyway, this is hard for me to because I know he's good in the ring. I've always known he's since he's been involved in the independence and I saw him progress. I know he's good in the ring. The character is not not for me. Not, I'm, I'm cool with that. So me just looking at this purely as a wrestling match, it was fine. They did a great job. Uh, Sheamus has just been knocking it out of the park the last six months. Like he's just I don't know what got into him, but he was just like, yo. Y'all must have forgot about me. Like I do this for real. His and boy got on, and then all of a sudden, everybody he think everybody forgot about. <laughs> yeah, so uh, he defeats Riddle. I mean, I don't know what's next. Maybe they have, you know, maybe this feud continues. Maybe they keep going with this, or maybe uh, they go their separate ways. I don't know. But for this match tonight, the match was the match was it was hard hitting, man. They were knocking the shit out of each other, and yeah, good match, good solid match. Yeah. Yeah, solid match. Um, right guy won. And, uh, yeah, I can see this happening some more, though, because, again, 
And that's the other thing about this too. Six weeks from now, WrestleMania backlash. It's no longer backlash now. Apparently, it's WrestleMania backlash. So I'm, I'm guessing you're gonna see a shitload of rematches. What the fuck is WrestleMania? I was like, just call this shit backlash. What the fuck is that? <laughs> Calling it backlash for twenty damn years, but all of a sudden now it's WrestleMania, WrestleMania backlash. backlash. Okay, uh, if you say so. Um, <laughs> so performance center backlash. Yay. Now we get to the Oscar Rhea Ripley match. And I gotta be honest with you, man. I love Oscar. I really do. Like I, I enjoy her work. Everything she did in the pandemic from NXT to now. I just enjoy what she do. Seeing Rhea Ripley uh come back, um, it's kind of been a little bit disjointed, and I understand why, you know, after WrestleMania last year, or was it the year before last? No, it was last year. It was last year. Yeah, after last year, you know, the, the I guess the, the green, problems. yeah, the problems, mm-hmm. and then coming back to NXT and never quite, never quite capturing what she had before, and then being on the main roster, I feel like something was just missing. Mm-hmm. But you know, um, like I said, you know, all these feuds and all these matches seemed like they came fast and had to make some up and do some things. I think the right person went over. I do think the right. I think she needed that. She needed this win. She needed to solidify who she was on the Raw roster, and Raw needed that shakeup. I don't think this loss gonna hurt Oscar because Oscar can win the title back next month <laughs> in two months, or they can put the title on her whenever they want to again. Um, but Rhea Ripley definitely needed to. She couldn't afford to lose two matches like this back to back. I thought the match was. Solid. I thought it was really good. I thought I had some moments where it was a little disjointed, but I thoroughly enjoyed the match because um, I just enjoy these two women in ring work. Um, but yeah, the match was the match was fine. The match was good. Um, I don't know, like like I said, all that star rating and all that nonsense stuff. That's not for me. Um, I enjoyed the match. Yeah, um, I was conflicted on this one because I came into it. I'm a, obviously I'm a huge fan of both. I'm a huge fan of Oscar. I, I, in a way, I was kind of coming into this like some, some fans coming into this with the Drew thing, like Oscar needs her moment to have, you know, because of last year and kind of being an MVP. So I was kind of on the on the Oscar bandwagon. Plus, I kind of wanted to see Rhea because I think she's going heel. Maybe I don't know. Feels like she is a heel. I, the heart. Yeah, I, I don't know where they have her place. It's kind of weird. Um, but I feel like you have Oscar win tonight, and then that just kind of further. If the story is that Rhea's getting frustrated with the fact that she's coming up short in these big moments, so then she finally snaps, I felt like putting Asuka over tonight would have been the good first step in that long story that you're trying to tell. Maybe that's not the story that they're telling, clearly, obviously from the finish. So I don't hate the finish. I just kind of wanted Asuka to win um, because I felt like she deserved to win at WrestleMania um, for that reason. But, um, yeah, you, you can't go wrong with the finish. Obviously, it's Rhea's time. It's her moment to, to run with it now. And, you know, like you said, Oscar loses nothing. You know, if anything, Oscar could probably go take a six, six to eight-week vacation, mm-hmm. recharge, and then come back and be right in the mix again. Um, so, yeah, she loses nothing from this. As far as the match goes, I like the match. I, I felt like this match never really got into that second year. It felt like it almost got there and then the finish happened which was kind of weird um but it, but it was a good match i want to see more of them in the ring because i feel like they would mesh well together if they were given more time um 
But uh, yeah, it was a good, good solid match. Good solid match. I could say it's debatable who went over, but I can't argue that Rhea probably going over is the right decision. Um, in the long run, have so, we missed Boyle? Yeah, good, good solid match. Have we missed Boyle as wrestling fans? Because yes. I've noticed, I've noticed twice tonight that you said the match didn't get into second gear. Maybe, just maybe, think about this: it wasn't supposed to go into second gear. Yeah, you're right. It maybe you maybe right. Yeah, you're right. I absolutely full disclosure. You you're right. I think that probably these two matches weren't designed to to go into second gear. I would argue the Big E and uh, Apollo wasn't designed. I feel like this one could have gone or could have had that moment to go into second gear, especially because you're you're the dueling champions as far as Bianca, what you did with Bianca the night before, and now Rhea getting her moment. I feel like she could have had that same type of, obviously not the the historical stuff aspects uh, aspects of it, obviously, right? But you know, as far as just having that 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 solidifying moment, and I feel like it never kind of quite. Got, I, I enjoyed the match. I just feel like it never really kind of got to that that. Uh, it ended with that crescendo, but again, still solid match. And again, there's more to come with these two. I think. You oh, I absolutely really good that. matches with these two down the line, and I think there'll be better matches too. I just think we have become as far as fans that I don't know, man. T- <laughs> from New Japan to Ring of Honor to NXT, yeah, there's a lot of really good wrestling. Out, we, we have become spoiled. Yeah. We we've seen these matches where it's the second match and motherfuckers kicking out of finisher <laughs> finishers <laughs> every you, uh, know you know what I mean yeah yeah I just I don't know and I think I'm not saying that every company had you know because every company is different like I don't expect Japan to change Japan is not going to New Japan is not going to change how their matches are no. um no. it seems like that the, the uh, WWE roster is somewhat changing where we're only getting those in certain type of matches in the main events and in certain type of feuds. Which is good, because yep. um, you don't need that on every match. And I just hope we get to a point where that's normal. Because I hear a lot of people say, "Oh, it didn't get into this. It didn't get into this." Not just you, but I've heard other people say with certain matches, not even this match itself, just in other stuff. Where it didn't get to the third gear or fourth. I'm like, God, third, fourth gear. Relax, buddy. Like <laughs> it's only a two yeah. or three hour show. Like everything right. can't be that. But I think I know what you're saying with this. You're just saying as far as because I even said I said it. The match was seemed like a little disjointed. Mm-hmm. Seemed like something was. It off. felt like they were saving. I don't know. It felt like they was kind of they weren't going full forward. Like I felt like they were saving. Like oh, this is just kind of the beginning. We're gonna we're gonna unload the clip. WrestleMania backlash and the next couple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. And that possibly could be yeah. When I'm thinking like oh, we got it three more months down the line, and so we just relaxing. You'll see. And probably also, and I think I don't know how much of this plays a role, but probably we already had our our big women's match the night before the main event. We don't want to kind of take away from that match the next night, you know. So maybe they kind of just felt like, eh, let's not. We know what y'all can do. Let's not go. Let's not go balls to the walls. Let's just let that moment still have its moment, which it still would have anyway. I think, but whatever. Yeah, but. Good solid match. Good solid right. match. Good, good solid match. Two really good workers. So, and again, arguably the right person won. And we had the main event. I can tell you one yes. thing. 
This hit every single gear because they knew they were closing WrestleMania, <laughs> and it was full speed ahead with this match. Uh, Roman Reigns, you know, wins. I don't think anybody else was expecting anybody else to win. I don't know if you thought somebody else was going to win. I actually go all the way up to, I'd say about two weeks ago. I was like, "Oh, Roman's winning," and then when they made it the triple threat, I was like, "Well." Are they giving Brian a send off? Maybe like they know something that we don't know. Maybe Brian is calling it quits, and they just want to give him that one last moment. And of course, I'm a Brian Stan, so um, yeah, I, I worked myself into believing that Brian was going to go over like recently, but I wasn't. I wouldn't have gone to Vegas and bet on it. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of felt like Brian was going to go over, but. Hey, the, the, the right guy won for sure, and uh, what a match! Damn, what a match! Yeah. Just hard hitting. It would be the shit out of each other. Chaotic, <laughs> chaotic. I mean, everything that you want a triple threat match to be. Um, it was as far as just craziness. You know, taking one guy out and letting two guys work for a little bit. You know, Edge had his moment to shine. I think Debray had his moment to shine. Roman played off of both guys well, being the shit, you know, the heel, you know, even the interference by by uh, Mr. Uso um, worked at times. Um, even though I kind of hated the finish where he kind of came back out and not hated, but I, I didn't like that. I felt like you could have got there some other way. But all in all, um, really enjoyed this match. My favorite match of the weekend. Um, I think this was probably the best match of WrestleMania. This or the Bianca match. One or two. Um, take your pick. Um, so give me yeah, your top three matches. Really, what was your top three matches of both nights? Just name three matches. Uh, triple Threat. Sasha and Bianca. And... KO and Sammy. Okay. I think I'm with you. I think I would change the KO and Sammy and put Lashley and uh, Drew there. Oh, yeah, yeah, shit. I forgot uh, I forgot Drew. And uh, you know what? I'm going to take – I'm going to wreck on it. I'm going to put Drew and uh, Drew and Bobby over the Sammy. Yeah, I'll put, I'll put but Sammy and uh, KO would be right there for. Yeah, it's honorable mention. They're yeah, like right there. I just I, I would put Drew and Bobby just because it was the WWE Championship match. <clears throat> they had more significance, so I would put it there. But <clears throat> can't go wrong with either match. Yeah. Um. So I guess I would ask this. Oh, and just like this, you said everything that needed to be said about the main event. Like I said, it was just. Bad shit crazy. Uh Roman winning. Yeah, Roman yeah. Roman dumping, putting them on top of each other and pinning them was just <laughs> a dickhead move. But yeah. Yeah. Like, now, now <laughs> fans, now you have a reason to boo him. Now I it know, makes right? sense. Now isn't it ironic? <laughs> How many years did we say Roman should have gotten over? Yeah. Over in this main event, main event. And then this is the year that that's why I also kind of thought like in a weird way they were going to put somebody else over just because like what watch the year that he actually should win fucking oh, edge wins no. or Brian wins or something. I, you know 
Edge did make some strong cases. He was doing some Edge was doing some outstanding promos. All three of them. Because even Brian was like, Yeah, he was really Brian, good this too. Could be my, this was my this could be my last mania, bro. And I gotta go for the shot. You know what I mean? So yeah, all three of them were just outstanding promos leading up to this. I really love the pack the hype package. The build to this was really good. It was really well done. Um yeah, everything about this match, man, worked. It was a worthy WrestleMania main event, for sure. Right. I'm going to ask you this question, and this is the, the thing I'm hearing lately, and I want to ask you. So, we know next year it will be in Dallas. Mm-hmm. Should Dallas be two nights? Um, oh, yes. As WrestleMania is currently constituted, the way that Vince McMahon and this company wants to do WrestleMania and see WrestleMania as, it should definitely be two nights going forward. I don't okay. think you go back to having one night paintings. Interesting. Okay. I, I, now, if you want to go back to an old school way of doing it, we have a card of eight to ten matches, and we ain't having these like, oh, get on the card specials. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That you means our ten matches. This is what exactly. We're then, yeah, definitely go back to one night. Um, but the way they're doing it now, when they want to have you know, 16 damn matches at Mania. Um, yeah, I think two nights works better. Because um, right now, they only have one night scheduled for Dallas. Um, I mean, that can change, but right now it's only change. one night. But I've seen I many, think they're, I've seen people talk about it. It makes too much sense, man. Plus, I, 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 what I like about it is that every night felt crisp. You know, three and a half hours, done, out. Three and a half hours, done, out bro like it was becoming a chore to watch mania the last five years bro like legit becoming a fucking chore and then attending mania like i attended (laughs) 35 and i attended 33 and again it's fun wrestlemania is different when you when you're there it's just it's a different environment it's different than watching at home but even when i was there 35 just was like it's too late too late we've been in the building since five o'clock and it's now midnight like this is too long i was there for there for new york and jersey and i'm just like i want to go home (laughs) yeah yeah dead ass especially when it started getting cold and rainy it started raining i was like this can't be happening and i and i literally was out there waiting for a bus for like good lord i didn't get home till 5 oh you were one of those yeah i I rent i rented my shit bro (laughs) i rented a car because you know i flew in and uh, if I would have known better, I'm right. All I would do was just rent a car uh, and just, you know, went from New York City to Jersey. Easy. Wouldn't be like, well, yeah. 15 minutes. And no, no, I'm be my dumb ass. No, let's get on the bus because I had people coming from out of town. I'm like, yeah, we just get on the bus. It's going to be easy. Yeah. Never again. Never, uh, ever, well, ever yeah. again. Yeah. Yeah. Never again, bro. Uh-uh. I felt sorry for everybody. I heard those stories and I just, but, but just look, but look back at that mania, right? Think how much better would that mania have been? Had you split that up for two nights? Yeah. Saturday night, you could, have, you could have had Kobe Bryant main event night one and then have the women main event night two. What? And it's a crisper, cleaner card. Right? You know what's going to happen with that? If they continue this, what's going to happen with that is like you say, we wrestling fans always find stuff to complain about. We're going to complain about where well, we need to know the card. I want to know the car for night one and night two so I can make my decision. That's what's going to start happening. I'm, 
I'm opposite of that. Like, I hate when they announce the main events early on. Like, I like the mystery. I like playing the game of like, yo, what's going to main event? Oh, they could main event with Drew and Bobby. They could main event with this match. They could do this. They could do. I like playing. Obviously, you have your years where it's just no doubt. Like Roxena, there was no doubt. I don't care what else you could have done. That was the main event. You know, Austin Rock, that's the main event. Like, you know, there's years where you have a clear cut main event. But years like this where you could conceivably go in many different routes. I like playing a game of like, yo, what could potentially close the show with what they, what they, what they going to close the show with. So yeah. That's great. Is we're not going like if we not, but if I'm going and they say, well, we don't know what the card's going to be right now, but here's some matches. We don't know where we're going to place them. Motherfuckers going to be like, well, I don't, I don't want to pay until I know what match is going to be where. Mania sells itself. I, and I say, all right, see, motherfuckers, you. you know, you know, you're going to mania because I know, at least I know if I'm going to mania or not a year in advance. Because that's because if you go to mania, that's at least a six month commitment. Like, yo, you got to get your tickets ready, you got to get your hotel ready if you're going out, of, if you're going somewhere out of town. Like, you know, that's a six month. You know, that's at least a six month. I'm with like, you. Yo, you said this. everything right, but look, look at the difference. Now we having two nights. Mm-hmm. And I want to go to the best card for me. True, because some right. a lot of people are not gonna go to like I'll go to I'll go to I'll go to L.A. or Dallas, but I don't want to go to both nights. I want to go to one night. Some people are gonna be like that, and they're gonna want to go to the True. right one for you're them. Right, you're right. Yeah, you're right. That that is that is a very good point. Um, hmm. I just think that's what that's what's gonna start happening if they continue the two nights. Tell me my main event now. <laughs> I need to know. I need to have Roxena laid out a year in advance. Yeah, because people um, going to be like, oh, I'm not going to spend my money if I don't know something. Um, I don't know. I, don't, I, think, I think you'll have some of that. But I think Mania is the diehards anyway. Like Mania, oh, yeah, a lot yeah, of Mania yeah, lot is of, the diehards. The diest of diest hards that go to Mania anyway. Um, so I feel like those people are going to go anyway. I feel like 80% of people are going to go to Mania anyway, no matter what, no matter what the damn card is. I mean, they could basically put fucking Bad Bunny against John Cena in a steel cage as a fucking main event. They'll go to that shit. John Cena like, Um, do what? Do who? (laughs) Do what? Nah, man. Y'all had me. Nah, but but yeah, I think you will have some of that. I don't think it'll be that much. Honestly, I think it just makes too much sense to have two nights now. And, and it makes WrestleMania seem bigger anyway. You can hype it as, oh, it's it's too big for just one night. You know, all that dumb shit. Yeah. That they like to I do. mean, they're going to have to double over the dough. Double Jerry going to be like, well, my, <laughs> give me that money. Stop playing. <laughs> Ooh, true. Give me that um, money. Yeah, it's an interesting discussion going forward. Yeah, because, yeah, I mean, you got to book that now. Like, you got to. <laughs> you can't be fucking I around with that. Prefer, I still prefer a tightly woven. 10 match card, 8 to 10 match card, the best card you can put out there, one night, four, four hours at most, in and out. I still prefer that. I, I'm still old school at heart with that. I still feel like one night of Mania is enough, but in the way that you have Mania scripted now in the modern era, yeah, it's better. It gives you that chance now. to breathe. Yeah, you definitely get that chance to like breathe. It. You get to... And it, makes a, and it really does make a weekend out of it because you have a Saturday night you have a Sunday night, and then of course you have when the world gets back to normal, whatever normal is. Um, you know you're gonna have your indie shows in and around Mania weekend, so you can really make it a week because you gotta think about it. You know, Mania Sunday, Saturday Sunday Mania, 
You're going to have some sort of NXT show Tuesday, Tuesday, Wednesday, or Wednesday, Thursday, whatever. You're going to have the Hall of Fame somewhere in there. You know, and then you're going to have all the indie shows and shit like that. So um, you're really going to make it a wrestling convention week. Yeah, pretty if, much. If it wasn't yeah. already, which yeah, it was yeah. kind of sort of, but yeah. yeah. I mean, they definitely still did it this year. I know some people went to some indie shows and enjoyed themselves or whatever. That was good, mm-hmm. you know. I just hope everyone, yeah. you know, it, it's. I hope we get to the point of. Well, I'm not going to even say that. Let's just say this: <laughs> I am glad that everybody got a chance to enjoy what they wanted to enjoy, whether it was WWE, Independence, TNA. Yes. Whatever it was that you got to enjoy this weekend, glad you got to enjoy it. Um, you still got Raw tomorrow. Don't know how many people are going to be locking in to watch Raw because it's not really the same. Um, that's a, that's one thing I wanted to ask you. Now you gave everybody the candy, the drug of having fans in the stands. It, no matter what you thought about this show, this show instantly gets a boost because it had fans in the building. Like compare this to a damn Raw in the Thunderdome, or even Raw in that damn gymnasium that they had with the fucking performance center. It, it's just, it's just a night and day difference, right? Right. How do you go back to the Thunderdome again? You gonna, like, you gonna see tomorrow? Oh, we back up in ugh. this. We back up in here. Yeah. To me, I think that's gonna hurt them because I feel like they're coming off a high of WrestleMania, and then like people are gonna tune in, and then it's like, oh. We're back to the LED fans, to the to the to the Microsoft Teams fans. Um, yeah, nah. I, I feel like I feel like that's gonna be a hard sell for a lot of people. I almost feel like they almost had to. They gotta go back to touring, or at least touring around Florida or Texas. Mm, I still think they. I, right I think they're a little ways off with that still, because it's still in that. Yeah. You know, it's still in that whole. Everybody ain't getting vaccinated yet. Uh, True. True. I would yeah, say no, around is- September, maybe. I know. I think. I think that's when AEW starting to look to start touring, like going out to different cities in September. So I would expect the same yeah. thing from WWE. No, and I'm only bringing that up because even around here, even though don't get me started on the pandemic around here, they talk about go, us going back to phase two after they just basically pushed us to phase three, two week, two and a half weeks ago. Um, um, so they're already talking about like some concerts, like the weekend is kind of be the first big show coming back up here. And, uh, it's about, the, it's going to be around the fall time. So yeah, maybe you're right. I'm just thinking a SummerSlam, maybe another arena show or right, mm-hmm. another show with fans. Maybe. I'm just saying, yeah, maybe I just think it's hard. It's a hard sell, man. Like now you've given everybody the, the, the ice cream and cookies and it's like, Oh yeah, we're back to Brussels sprouts. <laughs> it's like, wait, what? I'll uh, catch this shit on replay. Uh, before we get up out of here, have you have the opportunity? I know they showed it after WrestleMania, but I watched it this morning. Have you seen the Stone Cold and Jericho? Uh, uh, I saw a snippet of it. I have not. I am okay. planning on watching that uh, tomorrow, matter of fact. Uh, I got some shows to watch tonight. I'm set- on the West Coast, for those that don't know, so it's still like 1050 here. So. Oh, lucky you. You want to know what time it is here? Oh, I know. I know, brother. That's why I threw it out there. <laughs> but this is what we do for y'all, man. My boy, my boy Jeff staying up late, extra late for y'all. So uh, appreciate that. Yeah, y'all, um, luck, y'all motherfuckers no, but, lucky I'm um, on vacation. Because um, it'd be a whole no, different story what, if I wasn't. I feel you. Uh, no, I was going to say, yeah, well, 
I will watch it. I seen snippets of it. I seen when he was talking about I seen on YouTube earlier when he was talking about um the ladder match with Sean at No Mercy 08. That's the only clip that I've seen. So I plan on seeing more of it. It's really good. Um, I good I heard good things about it. Yeah. Yeah, it's really say. good. I heard good things about it. Austin is obviously one of the goats as far as this podcast wrestling podcast, as far as interviews and yes. delving in. So yeah, I, I, I didn't doubt that the content was going to be top notch. So yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I'm definitely going to watch it tomorrow. We can we can talk about it on uh, the next. I'm not Dave. Eventually, is it no? Uh, is it newsworthy? Like anything on there? It's that, nothing like- newsworthy. It's just interesting. It's a very good conversation about Jericho's career. Um, you know his reasoning for going to AEW. They do talk about AEW enough. Um. Mm-hmm. He talks about, you know, getting Vince uh, Stone Cold talks about getting Vince blessing to have Jericho on and making sure he understood what he was saying. Like, you sure it's okay if I have Jericho on? And Vince is like, oh, I think it'll be great. Um, which is still just shocking. In this, body, yeah, right? like it's like Vince McMahon, really? Um, but I don't know what that tells you about AEW. <laughs> Yeah, because even Jericho really don't fear these niggas. Even Jericho said, you know, I had to ask Tony Khan, and uh, you know, they talked about the process of them, like what, what made them come together to do it, because they have a friendship outside of mm-hmm. this, and they always talk to each other and stuff like. It's just a really good Jericho retrospective of about his career, even though we know how problematic he can be outside the ring and stuff choices that he made. Yeah, um, yeah. it was a good. Two hours because it is like two hours and like seven minutes, I believe. It's oh like, wow! So yeah, long it's, it's just long super long. Um, I just had it on with background noise as I was cleaning up and doing stuff around the house, but it was still good just to hear it. Um, Austin is just really good at interviews. Yeah, he's, he's just he's really dope. He's grown leaps and bounds with podcasts because I remember first listening to his show and you know he go, coming in and out. I wasn't listening to it all the time. He's just really good at this, especially talking to the wrestlers. Like, because he can get them just to talk and just open up in ways that you wouldn't think. Because he's, you can get because he's him, right? Like, yeah, think, he's authentic. Cam said this. I think Cam said this in a tweet. So I'll shout. I think it was Cam. I'll shout him out anyway. But you know what, what makes Austin so special in his wrestling podcast is that it's about the, his guests, and he doesn't use himself. It's not. He's not trying to get himself over. He's trying to get the person over. Right. And. Him being who he is, a legend, an icon, a goat, whatever, it only enhances it because him by by definition, him being who he is, allows the person to open up. Right. So it 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 it, it it's yeah. It, he's got a good thing going, man. He's oh definitely. yeah. I don't listen. I don't listen to a lot of wrestling podcasts besides our own, of course. Um, <laughs> and like, there's a couple other ones. A couple friends of mine do some other ones, and. Um, there's about like five or six wrestling podcasts that are like on my steady rotation. Obviously, the Torch, and then outside of the Torch, I, I listen to the Torch for news and stuff. But as far as like interviews, just conversation, um, there's about a, a group of like five or six podcasts. Austin's on. Yeah, Austin's one of them, and yeah, some other ones, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. So I don't listen to a lot of wrestling, especially wrestler podcasts, because they're kind of all man. Um, so, but Austin, he's he's the best at it man oh yeah he's the best at it he's as far as the good, wrestlers man. go he's good and even talk is jericho's talk is jericho's good too he's had some moments on there he's had some good guests on there talk is jericho's okay um see this the jr it. one grilling jr that one's okay 
I, I like there's there's some that I check in and out of, but the, as far as that I listen to consistently, check out consistently, Austin's definitely. Yeah. Like I said, um, me and Shahia talked about Austin before and just his show on USA and how he can just sit there and chop it up with iced tea. Like, mm-hmm. what? Like, you would think, like, no, this is not going to – but he's so comfortable with who he is. It yeah. just makes everybody else comfortable. And it's like, okay, I'm just going to chop it up with fucking Ice Cube today. <laughs> like, it don't no matter. There's no pretenses like, with Austin, man. There's no pretenses. First yeah. of all, he's got the charisma and the personality, so automatically he could just talk to anybody, right? Right. And then on top of that, it's just like you could just tell he's just he's having the time of his life. He's doing it. Yeah. He yeah. does his I, homework, I, too. He yep, does. Yes. He definitely does his homework on everybody he talks to. Um, yep. Yeah. Uh, it's getting late. It's almost 2 o'clock. Yeah. I am going to get out of here. But what I will yeah. tell everybody who's listening is I know we don't have a consistent flow of when we come out with episodes. I know this. Y'all don't have to tell me this. Stop telling me in the DM. Stop texting me. I get it. <laughs> I absolutely understand it. We'll get there. This is a process. Uh I can tell you that it won't be all the way until five weeks. We come out with another episode. We should yep. come out with one before uh, the pay per view, and maybe after the maybe after the pay per view, um, mm-hmm. we'll come up. We'll brainstorm some ideas to have something to talk about, something maybe original or something that we come up with. You know, you will let y'all know, and then we'll decide a day, and then we'll record. Uh, but there is no structure to this madness right now. There really isn't. But we knew we well, was coming to talk about WrestleMania. Part of it is also we're still dealing in the pandemic era of wrestling. True. So, you know, it's, yeah. it's not. I, know, I, I just can't. I'm, I can't. I can't. Yeah, you're right. I'm I not can't. talking about Raw. I'm not going to say I'm not. I'm not going to come on here and talk about Raw or SmackDown each week. God bless you. Who, If you do, shout out to Rich and all of them at the Torch who do it. I No, 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 no. They get paid to do it. If I got paid to do it, I'll be doing it too. I just can't do that because I I like to watch other things. And those are also our friends, so we don't want to like walk all over what they're doing by just adding our own two bits to it. You know what I mean? Like Rich and Cam got that shit. Yeah, yeah, they they got got it on lock. They got it on lock. We want to bring something different and new, and when when actually a conversation is needed, and. Um, yeah, we, we, you know, we might come back with an episode where it's just a theme episode. We talk about an era of wrestling that we both like, or we, we're thinking about doing classic pay-per-view reviews. Yeah. I think that's what um, I'm going to do next too. I think that's what I want to do next. I'm going to, I'm going to, I need to surf Peacock. That's for first. Cause the app is just bananas right now. It's yes, chaotic. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> I, I got my first experience with it this week and, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The structure is a lot different. The structure of it is, yeah. Uh, but you know what? I it took a while for the WWE Network to be the WWE Network, so I'm not gonna beat it up. But you know, I'm not beat up Newton Peacock so hard. I'm gonna miss the WWE Network, man. I kind of got used to it. That's, that's the only thing. Everybody's just like, yeah, we got used to it. Had to stop, rewind. <laughs> you had a mm-hmm. lot of things, but I'm sure by SummerSlam we'll be like, oh, things are back to normal. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, uh, but. Before we get out of here, tell everybody what you got going on and where they can find you at, Manny. Yeah, y'all know where I am. Manny Brown, host of this wonderful podcast. Hopefully you guys subscribe and drop a review, all that good stuff. As far as where you can find me, I'm on Twitter at Emmanuel Brown, on Instagram, Emmanuel Brown, Facebook, Manny Brown, or Emmanuel Brown, and uh, Snapchat, Manny Brown 15. 
Uh, I am the co-host of Any Given Sunday. We just dropped an episode today. Go check that out. It is available on all platforms, Any Given Sunday. You can also follow that show on Twitter at AGS Pod, Instagram, AGS Podcast. Like I said, just dropped an episode today. It's out. Go check it out. We talk about Sam Darnold trade. We talk about Deshaun Watson. We talk about, we pay homage to the great, late, the late, great DMX, um, all that. So go check that out. And then I also host a weekly baseball podcast called I Love Baseball, I Heart Baseball, however you want to call it. It doesn't matter. Um, and that is also available on all platforms as well. And there is a new episode dropping this week on Thursday. So go check that out. You can follow that on Twitter at IL Baseball Pod. IL Baseball Pod. Check it out. Yeah. Um, y'all know what it is. Y'all can find me at Jeff versus the world on Twitter and on Facebook. The real Jeff versus the world on Instagram. And also. You can go to Jeff versus the world podcast.com where you can find all the shows and you can subscribe to them, whatever you listen to them on Spotify, Apple, leave your reviews there. Uh, five star ratings, uh, all that good stuff. And, um, you'll probably hear my voice again Tuesday where me and Shahid will be finishing off, uh, the John wick series, John wick chapter three. Um, that should be fun. Uh, yeah, definitely fun. Sorry, y'all. I'm rambling. I'm getting tired. Um, <laughs> it's all good. Yeah, yeah. Let's get out of here, man. Hey, yeah. Appreciate y'all for listening, checking in with us, and uh, checking out WrestleMania with us this this tonight. Reviewing, blabbering on about our thoughts on WrestleMania, man. Like, like, like Jeff said, uh, we'll be back sometime in the next couple weeks with another episode. Stay tuned. That's why you got to follow us on social media. You got to follow us because we're just gonna put it out there, man. We're just gonna. Uh, yeah oh absolutely we got an episode coming sorry to everybody everybody was saying oh i thought you was having one night one night too i I did that's my fault that's not jeff that's that's not jeff that is my fault i apologize i forgot i had a prior commitment with the wife and some friends and we had originally planned to do night one night two reviews but i i dropped the ball on that so i apologize to everybody that was expecting that that was my fault not jeff so y'all got it all in one anyway we still we still somewhat delivered um because i'm going to Get off here. I'm going to post it. Uh, be set up to go out in the morning at 8 a.m. Uh, yeah. So we're just going to get up out of here and we will be back soon with another episode. But this has been episode number 19 of the I'm Not Dave Wrestling Podcast. And we are out. Peace. Peace, everybody.